We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Apologies for the 12 or so hour delay, but these are the week six spread picks, game previews, super locks, no more Survivor because myself and Jeff Feinberg have joined the pile of people who are now dead. Uh, A couple things. In real life, I'm actually still in gops because as I told you, I tricked myself in week two and got lucky. So I still had the Patriots to use last week, but for show purposes... I am out, but maybe I'll still mention it because I'm alive in in Gups number two. Um, Yeah, sorry for the delay. It's my fault and um, my people and their calendar. And the fact that I'm here today, some people would consider a sin because I'm not repenting. I mean, (laughs) there's no bigger hoax in the world than calendars, Jeff. You have to figure that out. It's People could talk about 9-11 inside conspiracies. We never landed on the moon. All these deep fakes, calendars, pure fake news. That is, I, while it's so obviously true, <laughs> I actually never just considered that for the moment. Although each individual moment, we all sort of be like, that's so annoying. It's made up. Yes. From like the religious, religious holidays to the Hallmark ones. All of them. Just can't just do away with calendars and years. Make people feel better about themselves. It's a part of the self-esteem movement. Then people don't have to be like 64. They can just be nothing. Without it's- sports, there'd be no next year. And Tim and I, myself, I guess, could speak to that. And we'll get there. All right. So let's introduce the third member of the show. It's right here. A 1994 Canadian dollar. That's worth like three pennies in America. But, you know, we don't have pennies in Canada, so we have to use a loony. The fourth member of the team behind the cameras switching the show. It is Paul Shaughnessy, and he has his microphone with him if he needs to chime in. And I do want to let everyone know to smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Give me your favorite spread pick 
for week six. That way, you can be in a draw for 20 DK bucks. The giveaways are the fifth member of the show here. Hey, I got more of them. Download, subscribe, rate, and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Five stars, something nice about the show. DraftKings handle, boom. You'll be in the draw for 20 DK bucks as well. Winners announced every Monday on the Pat Mayo Experience. And playing the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League, the link is in the description of this video or podcast. And you can find all my work up on DKPlaybook.com. Now that we have that out of the way, the 27th member of the show, Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That is not my name. You've been downgraded. Evidently. That's fine. I don't care. Yeah, you don't even get to be in the opening credits anymore. It's just like, you know when the movie is on TV and they have to go to another movie really quick for time purposes and they do like a split screen, they roll the credits really, really fast? That's where you appear. That's fine. It doesn't bother <laughs> me. That's, whatever. I Again, I like to go back to he's that like classic last guy in that yeah. TV show credit. I'm the Jason no, it has some panage, as Tim would say. Yeah. He's been launched. Blue Bloods, like, and Tom Selleck. Isn't Tom Selleck? I've never seen Blue Bloods, but I, I assumed Blue he Bloods. was the star. Of, like, does he his, is, does but his I think must, it's last. Does his mustache get Because there billing? are some other stars, at who, least who, like who, for who, network TV. Who are, who are the stars on Blue Bloods? Well, Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Bridget Moynihan, ba- Brady's first baby mama. Is Do you think that's awkward between them, Donnie and Bridget, with Donnie obviously <laughs> being such a huge Pats fan? No, I think she loves the Pats because her son loves the Pats. And you've seen, they, I think they're very cordial So that more than good. She, she hasn't poisoned the kids against Tom, like a lot of divorced parents do against one another, myself included. <laughs> uh no uh i don't know it seems like it's a very How could possibly answer that question <laughs> no it seems very listen in the little window we like to see it seems very healthy i don't know uh, as a lot of people can attest what you see on the internet doesn't necessarily reflect real life Yes. And that goes for a lot of things. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Let's recap the week. I actually have the correct scores, I think, unlike last week. Uh, Jeff and I went into the week tied, and we both went 8, 6, and 1. So we're both 41, 36, and 1. Cust was 7, 7, and 1. He's now 39, 38, and 1. Everyone's above 500. We're still losing the VIG, but, you know, it's, it's much better than usual. The coin, just real rough go for the coin. 6, 8, and 1, 30, 47, and 1. For the year, the coin trying to defend its title. It's going to need some hot weeks here to come up. You and I both lost our super lock, Jeff. Tim won his, so he is winning the super lock contest at three and two. I started two and zero. Oh, I'm now two and three. It wasn't great in cuss money, cuss free money teaser. Had two outright losers on it, so uh, he didn't win. I'm never amazed. I don't care, you know, what we think of the teams. You, you blindly tell me a six point underdog won today, an eight point underdog won today, a ten point underdog won today. I don't care. Basketball, football, anything, a plus two fifty team winning in baseball. I don't care. We see it so many times for it to like actually pretend to think that that's impossible. What amazes me the most about how good they are in the desert, where I'm going this week, and uh, I'll be around Sunday, I'll be at the Westgate. Where, where are your Raiders gear? Support the home team. Um, it's annoying enough. Well, oh, whatever. I'll talk about it later. But I will be in Vegas this week helping build the future casinos. Uh, the games that they're able, like how good they are at identifying the games that they're going to be and suckering people into them well, for I, the most part. I have a whole theory on this. Both of you and I use Chicago. It as felt super like no, 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 no. Let me, let me talk it through. Let me talk the it through. The Rams and Seahawks game is the perfect example of it. 
Yeah, I got that one right. Rams. Yeah, uh, the Rams would cover and lose by a point. Well, either way, here's the whole thing. What we failed to recognize as it pertained to the Bears last week, and it only occurred to me when the Raiders jumped up to, I don't know, what the 17-nothing lead. Which part of it? That Tim was big, and even on the Sunday show, big on the Raiders outright winning this game. And Tim was absolutely correct, absolutely nailed that. Congratulations, Tim. That was a great call. 99-yard game-winning drive on the Bears. Uh, After they roughed the punter, and then they went for it on a fake punt, then it had to be reviewed in order for them to get it. And it would have been great if they didn't get it, because then Chicago... Would have been field goal. They they would have had to kick a field goal. With the timeouts. With the timeouts, and they would have covered the game, and it would have been glorious. I lost a bunch of money. I lost a whole bunch of six-leg, five-leg, four-leg. Like parlays yeah. on it it was awful but <laughs> what we failed to consider is we thought oakland was going to be incredibly andercurse based on the way he was talking about but we forgot chicago was a super bowl pick oh. well i mean so the char- chargers over design. bears so they were cursed to begin with and we failed to realize it so fair enough but but that game i mean vegas was like all week like nope five and Didn't a half move the line that, no and then sunday they finally move it to like six six now and, and they're like okay you guys really want us to move like it'll make you feel better if we move it okay here we go we'll move it because it's still people are still going to play it on the six point teaser the six and a half point teaser uh whatever and even if you literally just bet this league on on fading this year sometimes it can be dangerous because in-game variance is undefeated it is undefeated but if you just bet this league pat on on against the public and fading reverse line movement i don't know of a reverse line movement game this year that has lost and the chargers i mean that thing was over ats in the first quarter i was gonna say i that if i'm regretting not super locking that in I was all over that one. And then, and yeah, okay. And even when we did the show, but before, when we did the show, even I mentioned that this line is Denver could be two and two. The line would be completely different. But when we did the show, the reverse line movement hadn't kicked in. I mean, that game was getting, the Chargers were taking more of the money, more of the tickets, moves from six and a half to five and a half on a team. Denver, now people are like, they suck, flu flacco. And maybe they might still suck. The Chargers are in a bad spot, but prove it what it will. Vegas just sat there like snickering. And I, I, someone pointed out to me, but if you can find the reverse line movement game this year that is lost, I can't think of one. I uh, can't think of one. Well, I'll throw this out here. We do, like, we pick all the games. Obviously, we don't bet all the games. But the efficiency of the NFL market in terms of betting odds are off the charts good. They're the best of any sport. The only soft market right now in the NFL props. are props. Yeah. They cap your wager. In my public props so far, I'm 19 and 10. Uh, killing it you were on like i yeah. was i got off to a really really yeah. hot start now i'm like four and two and three and three whatever and five and two i need to have one of those sweep weeks again but i got some props here for because i want to get to the games tim before we get into it do you have anything to say no i mean i i think i agree with pretty much all that's said but one of the key factors in these reverse line movement games is is the team that's the reverse lineman is going uh, against are they well coached like oakland is a really well coached team that's why they were going to win. Denver proved to actually have been far better coached than the Chargers were in that game. And that in part is why Denver won. So if you trust that the coaching staff is also competent, it's another reason to take a stab with that reverse line. Sometimes move. it makes no sense. Like there's but if it was going against it, like put it this way, if it were going against if the Texans were a team you'd want to bet because of reverse line movement, do not bet that. Well, but I, were the Jaguars I, a team I wanted to bet because no, reverse I, line I, I would say that skunk punk the Titans I, on a Thursday? I would say that the biggest one to look at is twice as has happened to Detroit this season. 
and Detroit covered both Detroit, the river. Detroit to be better than we thought, and we're going to talk yeah, about it on Monday night. They, they are still not well coached, and they're still not <laughs> respected. Hold on, but in terms of what we're talking about here. I don't think they have the cachet of the betting public oh, yet either. Oh, they're getting respect oh, they're get, this know, week, it, and all the money's on Detroit. <laughs> it it yeah. is coming. Um, but but you know how that stuff works. I mean, I would argue now, and we'll get there. The, whatever, I don't want to get All right, first game, Thursday night game, Giants at New England, minus 16.5. It could be up to minus 17.5. Uh, I've already bet it 16.5, so I'm going to go with that. 41 is the over-under for this game. <laughs> Uh, I have some props from this game. I'm actually in on New England, minus 16 and a half. In fact, it is my super lock for this week. I don't mind that. I got some real money on it. Uh, and I bet this uh, Jacoby Johnson, the new fullback for the New England Patriots, taking over from Devlin, White Devlin. Don't even know what his first name James Devlin. Anyway, he's played 41% of the snaps last week. Whenever you get a giant line for the Patriots in a game that they're clearly going to run the ball in, this guy is now going to be on the field close to half the time. And if there's one thing the Patriots like to do is get real tricky. We saw it last week, throw into Brandon Bolden for a touchdown. First touchdown, Jacoby Johnson, 50-1. to Anytime touchdown, 12-1. to So that's my take on this game. New England's going to hammer them. No Barkley, no Ingram. No Sterling Shepard. You have Tim's buddy Golden Tate with his steroid strength trying to beat the Patriots. No thanks. I'll I'll follow. I got nothing yeah, else. <laughs> I will too. And they're the first part of a five-team tease. What's uh, how big is the tease this week? It's a six and a half point tease. So you get them down to plus ten or minus ten? Sorry. Yeah. Well, then it's up to the coin to prevent the clean sweep. We have not won a game picked correctly that the three of us and the coin have all agreed on so far this really? year. Really? The coin is bad. Coin is taking the Patriots. Oh, that's got to end. That's like I walk. I'm walking up to the roulette wheel twelve blocks in a row. Well, yeah, it's Money's just annoying. Like the, like the Patriots have played poorly the last several weeks, and that they've covered two of the. Uh, you know, they've covered a couple of these big spreads when they haven't played well, and they're probably not going to play well on Thursday. And they're, I feel like they're probably going to cover. It's annoying. A, a lot of it's just I would almost want to look into who the top five defenses are this year and see what their numbers ATS are because like the Patriots defense is covering yeah. them all these spreads. Oh, they are. The, the Patriots offense is like middle of the pack at best, where the defense is, is top notch. I mean, like I, last week, the Buffalo game, Brady looked 42. He did. They block is, a punt. I, 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 I will say, over you know? the past few weeks with the Patriots playing, I mean, the Bills game is one thing. Everyone kind of looks bad against the Bills defense. Yeah, yeah. But against the Skins defense, like they moved the ball the entire game. He just threw another terrible pick in the red zone. They didn't get a fourth down. Like, I feel like they're saving their offense for when it can. For no, I think this is this team is built like the 03 and 02 Patriots and 04 Patriots, where they had to win on the defensive side and the offense just didn't have to screw it up. I think that's who this team is, and that might be a very efficient way to win in 2019 if you look at the way the NFL is going. I, I'm not completely going to disagree with you on that, but I do. It, this, this offense feels like they are saving something for when the games actually count. Like they're not opening. Like they're only using like 60 percent of the playbook right now. I don't know that they can. I think they're limited. Well, under- yeah, but that's you. You've thought this every year for the past decade. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, but okay, maybe at the moment, but they are letting those players like a Josh Gordon, 
he's still studying that 40% they haven't unleashed, yeah. but they'll be ready for it when, when it counts yeah. as, as when, Pat When January it. comes around, the, the offense yeah. might look a little bit differently. Maybe it doesn't need to. Maybe Tim's right. Maybe just use the Corey Dillon game plan. Turn around, hand the ball off. Short, get, first step, like short the short passes for that yeah, are and, the runs. And just you know your defense is going to be good. Like even in that game they didn't cover against the Jets, it was a special teams and pick six that let the Jets cover. So yeah. the only thing that I would hesitate on about this, and I'm, I haven't hesitated on, but if you talk about like how the Giants cover and or win this game historically the Patriots have struggled with mobile quarterbacks and the way that the Giants beat the Bucks was all of a sudden you just unleash Danny Dimes in the running game just drop back to pass see nothing take off running I just think this Patriots defense is better than it's been probably for the past 15 years and they can you know figure that part out because who else is be is Darius Slayton really beating you I don't think so I guess we're going back to like the Ty Law Brewski they don't even have Wayne Goldman in this game. They're down to Jonathan Hilleman and Elijah Penny. Yeah, I think enough's been said. All right, next game. I mean, Stidham's going to play a quarter. What's that? Stidham is going to play a quarter. Mm, and that would actually worry me for the 16 and a half. Bad success rate of him coming into games and covering. Carolina and Tampa Bay. This game is at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time because it is in jolly old London. You sound like you're from London, Jeff. It'll be 6.30 where I am, Fun. and The Bachelor is a big Bucks fan, so there'll be well, attendance it, taken. It, it's a good thing you're in <laughs> Vegas and no one goes to sleep. Yes, hopefully I got some Euro uh, heaters going. Uh, Tampa are two-and-a-half-point dogs in their quote-unquote home game. I am going to beat Tim for a second. 47-and-a-half uh, is the game total. Because in the time when I used to be able to like pay a super attention and care about these sorts of things, these were the type of things I was enamored with. This setup the league has at that new stadium in Tottenham is is beyond five star first class. Agreed. This it is so beautiful. Any team would be lucky to play there. And, the, that, and did the Chargers have to play at like the scrub practice facility when they go? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I want to put it out there that I think this 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 stadium was built as like Europe's England's home base for the NFL now. Um, I think the stadium was built with two fully functional, brand new NFL locker rooms, like not just using a visitor's room. It, this stadium looks magnificent. And obviously the EPL and the powerhouse teams in that league can afford NFL type yeah, everyone, facility. Everyone knows the Tottenham Hotspurs are one of them. I think they are. <laughs> I have no idea. Hotspur. They got bail. Howdy Hotspur. They got bail. And this Isn't Asian it? goal scorer, I could I couldn't sue or Sun. Sun Sue Sun. Sue Sun. Sung Sue. He scores goals. I didn't realize you were such an English premiership fan. Not anymore. Games aren't on TV. They're not on TV. Dazen got the Canadian rights for Premier League soccer. Uh, they also have it for football. Doesn't stop you from watching. No, but you could still get them on TV for if you could pay for them. Uh, yeah. The 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 Premier League used to be like the, all the games used to be on the uh, the TSNs and the Sportsnets. I'm not a big soccer guy, but there's time I wake up and there's just good. I like in, intense first class. Like there's some jabroni some minor league. It's the to top the, of the food chain there's soccer. Some, there's some jabroni who comes to the bar every single week when we go in to try oh, to set up the yeah. games and he's watching fucking soccer and it is infuriating. Okay. Go yeah, somewhere I get else. that part. There's of it, a but... soccer bar down the street. Fucking go there. Anyway. So this facility, I mean, any team should be lucky uh, to go there. The chargers made their visit last year. I don't know what facility. Certainly this one wasn't open yet. So I think they've sort of done their, their token. 
and they yeah, move they don't into go their, to London. They move into their new stadium next year, so we're not given a game. We've given our game, and we're not given one um, for an extended yeah. period of time. But I know Tim. I used to love that sort of thing, and and I know Tim eats that stuff up. So I, I certainly. I certainly do. So in, in the interest of conserving time, which we're trying to do. Well, that that's was, my fault. That was, that was go a good there. six minutes on the stadium in London. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tampa. There's no spread value. Uh, I like Tampa as well. It's hard to find uh, myself betting that game. No, it is amazing. No, no, Carolina has won three straight games since getting punked on national TV on Thursday night, though. So by this Tampa. game. By Fine. Tampa. So here's the thing. Here's why I would lean towards Tampa in this game. And it all has to do with the run defense. Like Kyle Allen yeah. has not been good so far. McCaffrey has been amazing. McCaffrey yeah. now dealing with a back injury has cramping problems. And you're going up against the toughest run defense in the league. We saw last time they were able to limit them. Now I would expect Carolina to adjust and maybe McCaffrey has a better game, but I don't see this being the 200-yard Christian McCaffrey game. If they can just hold him to, like, 100 total yards, they're going to win. I agree. They match up to against Carolina's strengths very well, part of the reason. This line has been moving hard in our favor for the Tampa side. Agreed. God willing, it can get to three, and then it won't just be a lean. It'll be real money. It was minus one, it minus one and a half. It was two this morning. It's two and a half now, so yeah. If it gets a three, I could actually see myself uh, betting it. It'll probably start a parlay, because I'm going to be up, baby. Yeah, yeah. 5.30, Mountain Top, Vegas, three or two hours. No idea. Pacific time. Yeah, so that's awesome. And again, just something to note, the the powers of a primetime ass-whipping. And and Carolina, get- literally, it's taken the every game after. People still, the market still didn't trust them. But now they do. Arizona, a field goal. Uh, Houston, uh, uh, Houston's too yeah. good. Houston, like we just saw Deshaun Watson evade the Chargers, and people probably had a different opinion about the Chargers two and a half weeks ago than they do today, but what they're actually capable of. And and last week, a, a tough game against Jacksonville, and now the market is like, give us Kyle Allen, give us Carolina. I'm going to say Tampa. Tim? Tampa Bay. Uh, it will uh, soothe uh, the souls of the people there after the, the Rays get blown out tomorrow night. Does anyone care about the Rays? I they filled up their stadium yet last night. Uh, I don't. But isn't this like when the Tampa Bay Lightning sell out hockey games in the playoffs? And they have to act, like give away tickets to people so that it sells out. It would be an amazing story if the Rays win. Part of me just wants Houston to win because I want Houston Yankees. No, I, I I need the Dodgers and Houston to both lose Game Five. So Tim's World Series pick is just done. <laughs> Why would you cheer against me? Because it's pretty funny. Because I put, well, I put, my, I put money on the Cardinals just because I assume that they're unander cursed and you hate. Them uh, I so picked much. the Cardinals in this series, but you didn't. You picked the Dodgers, isn't it? Dodgers no, in, Cardinals in this no. series. This Cardinals series, are has, Cardinals are playing the Braves. The Dodgers are playing the Nationals. Oh, the Dodgers are playing the Nationals. So I have the Nationals to win then. Oh, yes, the Nats have no but he has no. the Cardinals and Dodgers meeting and Dodgers advancing. That's uh, okay. what he was referring Correct. To. So I have the I have whoever's playing against. I just blindly took the other side of that because they were plus money and Tim had picked the Dodgers. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Oh, that's great news. So that's two consecutive games. Round ofs. Round of New England, round of Tampa, coin included. Coin better not bring us down. So in the fairness, before we get to the 4 o'clock set of games, I've moved one of the 4 o'clock games into the early slate, Tim. We have Dallas at the New York Jets. Why, why, why are we doing this? The Jets, the Jets are seven-point dogs at home. 42 and a half is the over under now um 
you were pretty fired up here for the Jets. You, you were talking about their playoff chances. You were fired up Sam was back. You were fired up Herndon was back. You were fired up, fired up Mosley is back. And then the last two days, Herndon is now out. Mosley is now out. Would you put safe space Sam into not only a safe space, like a panic room to make sure he's not dead by Sunday at this point? I am still very excited to have Sam back because I think he solves a lot of our problems. Not having Herndon is awful and Mosley's the engine that makes the defense go. So that, that really hurts. But I mean, the jets have the second or third, like easiest schedule left. There's like, other than the Patriots and bills, I don't think there's any good teams left on the schedule. Like, yeah, we have four losses. So like we basically have to run the table and starting on five kills you. So like any sliver of a hope starts with beating Dallas. I mean, Dallas beat three terrible teams and then they've lost twice in a row and haven't looked all that great against New Orleans. They couldn't get anything going offensively. And against Green Bay, they were dead and, and given last rights before they scored some cosmetic points to make that game look closer than it was. I, I think this number is out of whack. I, I think that Dallas ought to be favored. I think the seven is silly. I, I think Sam solves a lot of our problems. I think so I, I like the Jets in the game, and uh, I'm going to tease the Jets uh, up to 13 and a half. New York Jets plus 13 uh, and a half. Go I ahead. love the Jets. It's one of my favorite games of the week. I, I yeah. agree with Tim in that the spread is 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 off the mark here. Jets are getting key pieces back. Dallas is they're going to be out with out both tackles. They got. Nah, it looks like they both might end up playing now. That was the mm-hmm. last report that well, I that read. sucks. They got a game for. Well, let me keep going with my Jets pro Jets argument for this week. They the Dallas plays the Eagles next week. Could be a clear look ahead. Um, this number, the sharps were all over this thing out of the gate, Tim. I think it opened at like eight or eight and a half. No, so, it, it opened at eight and a half before they knew that Dartle was definitely going to be back. As soon as Dartle got announced, it the went public is pounding Miami. I'm all about Dallas. Dallas. Uh, sorry, Dallas. I'm all about the Jets here. I think this touchdown is more than fair. Uh, although I do expect you could probably find it higher. Uh, so I would you, keep an eye you for certainly that. Can. You can. Uh, and I would like it higher, at least, to, you know, maybe the peace of mind of an extra half point. But but I like the Jets. It's a potential super lock. Probably so, won't go there, though. So, Tim. Real money. You said this is the linchpin. This is what you said to me. To, yes. win, to win this game, the Jets can make the playoffs. <laughs> I think they can if they win this game because of what's left on that schedule. Said outside of the Bills and the Patriots games, I think the Jets – are even with or better than every team left on the schedule. So, I mean, you have to assume they're going to give away to the, if I give the Patriots and Bills games away, that's that we go from four to six losses. One more loss this week would be seven. So then the, you're not going to get in at nine and seven. Okay. So, so, you start, so cow, Cowboys, you're picking them. You're, you're picking them to win this game. Basically. Yeah. I think we do get the game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patriots next week. That's a loss. Jags, Jags at Jags week eight. Yeah. I think that's a win. Okay. No. At the Dolphins. I think that's a win. At home against the Giants. I think that's a win. At the Redskins. I think that's a win. At home against the Raiders. I think that's a win. Yeah, that's the one that he had in the preseason as a loss. At the Bengals. At the Bengals. That's a win. At home against the Dolphins. That's a win. At the Ravens. That's a win. Uh, At home against the Steelers. That's a win now. Week 17 at the Bills in a game where the Bills could be clinched. The, the Bills could have a bye clinched, for heaven's sakes, at that point. Who knows? Uh, I think they're the t- most talented team in the AFC East, and I think that's a loss. Like I said, I'm giving the Bills and, and Patriots those wins. I, I think we're 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Last week, you had no faith in the Bills. Now that maybe the Jets have another chance, you're back into the mix, and you love the Bills' chances trying to curse the Bills. You were out on them last week against Tennessee. I think the Bills may be the second best team in the AFC. What <laughs> okay. I saw from the Chiefs on Thursday uh, Sunday night very much bothered me, and the way they played against the Lions You think that me. the Bills are better than the Chiefs? <sighs> I don't know. I think in a neutral <laughs> if you made them – I don't know. I think they're very close. I guess – I would have to just barely edge the Chiefs and maybe make the Bills the third best team. But then I think Buffalo is pretty clearly the third best team in the AFC. How okay. many straight wins are the uh, Chief, are they going on here? How many straight wins are the Jets about well, no, to they, they, rattle they, they off? Would, they would lose next week, then they would win eight in a row. Okay, yeah, okay. Which has happened. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> But I, I think that you need to win this week for that to matter. That, things could just combust after this. People lose their momentum. Because then they're going to start 0-6. It won't be 0-5. It'll be 0-6. They will lose to the Patriots. And then it really is uh, everything everything over. So like, I, I really feel like the sliver of hope we have uh, hinges on this game against the Cowboys. So here's the thing. I want to not only rewind seven days ago, Jeff. I want to rewind 14 days ago and listen to what Tim had to say about not getting excited about the Jets. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to – I'm just defeated. Like I, I got no spark. What can I tell you? It's 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 a, it's a sad place to be. Does, but does, does that mean they're not going twelve and four? It, it, twelve and four, they might not win two more games. Well, they weren't going to win any game until Sam comes back, and then they might win three or four. I don't know, man. Like it's it's rough. Uh, things are things you are not going well. You know what? Like I'm smiling about. Yeah. Like I've I, said t- I told you, you, you have Sam Darnold on your team. The only reason that he's your starting quarterback is so you can tank for the number one pick next year. How, I, how embarrassing is it going to be when Darnold comes back, they maybe win a game, you get all fired up, and they lose to Miami? Uh, you know, it won't be that devastating because I've accepted that this year is going to be a, tra- a train wreck now. And uh, I'm a changed man. Next year, I will not be overexcited about the Jets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get like a fourth I, overall pick. Tim's going to no, like, you this, add that this, guy to the team. This last couple of weeks has been a real moment of clarity for me. And uh, I, I, I've learned something. I've grown. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I've got nothing left to be emotional for. And then I've learned my lesson and I will not ever again be over uh, enthusiastic about this team. I will be measured from now on. I've, uh, it, it hurts too much to be in this circumstance. And I don't want to feel this pain again. So. I won't allow myself to uh, to get excited again next time. So I don't think I'm being excited. I think I'm being reasonably, cautiously optimistic. You have them if they beat Dallas this week. That now they're going to go ten and six. I think it's a real possibility given <laughs> the tomato that- cans that are on the schedule and the talent that we will we'll have the better quarterback in almost every game. That matters. Okay, here's the thing. The Jets are absolutely god-awful. Now, they're better with Darnold back. I'm not even going to say that Colombo is better than Darnold. I'm not going to say that because I'm a reasonable person, Jeff. But they're still not good. And if Dallas gets their offensive lineman back, what has Dallas done so far? They've run fucking train over shitty teams. The Jets are a shitty team. Dallas is going to run them out of New York. Dallas is my pick. We have the 10th best defense in football. Coin coin agrees with me. Dallas is unlikely to run it through the Jets. The Jets are a very good defense. 
Jets, very good defense. Top 10 in DVOA. Now, I mean, not everybody feels this way. I think DVOA is a useful statistic. Now that we're five weeks in, start evaluating teams. Oh, so that, now it's, it's a useful side. statistic. Like, I think it's a useful barometer to consider the, the skill level of teams. The Jets are in the top 10 on defense. So I'm, wait, I'm waiting for why Why are you laughing? <laughs> your relationship with DVOA is one of my favorite things about the show. And it doesn't come up enough, but everyone just sees right through it that we don't even have to break it down. He had them. We had a talk last week about how long it would take for Tim to call the Jets a playoff team again. <laughs> and he said he wouldn't do it even next year going into it. It's taken him six days. <laughs> and my pick was going to be that time a week or two after American Thanksgiving where he'll just randomly be bored one afternoon and tweet, on, and he'll notice, oh, in 2020, this day's a Sunday, and he'll tweet, this day next year, the Jets will be clinching their playoff spot. So Dallas for- And he promised he wasn't going to do it. I'm not in one to. of these last couple of shows. I'm not going to. Yeah, but you just called them a playoff team. I said if they beat Dallas, they can certainly. And you just said they're going to beat Dallas. So <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like I'm not. I wouldn't super lock it. I certainly wouldn't super lock it. And I mean, I do appreciate that's that. so. You think that a seven point underdog at home is going to outright win, and that's not your super lock? <laughs> no, no, that should be your super better lock. on the well, the spread. You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That he was, was going to change. No, the game if you think that they're going to win outright and, yeah. they're, and you're getting seven points, why wouldn't that be your super long? No, there's a couple other. You got to wait for the better on the board. All right, let's fly through these. Cincinnati at Baltimore. Cincinnati is a bad team. Baltimore's pretty good. Minus 12 is the spread. 48's the over-under. Baltimore's like Dallas. They play a shitty team. They're going to roll. I like Baltimore. See, I completely disagree. I almost look at what they did week two versus Arizona. They haven't covered a game since the uh, week one versus Miami. I think the spread is so far out of line. In my yeah, opinion, um, Cincinnati and Arizona are essentially equal. And I'm not saying that they'll play as well versus Baltimore as as Arizona did. But I see what they the point number they had to lay. I'm getting three more in this contest. I see no difference. I think there's actually spread value. It's hard to yeah, put real. It's hard to put real money on the Bengals. But give me that 12. This is not going to be a part of me. Super seven yeah. betting wise, like I'm not playing this game, but but, I just, but yes, I, I think Baltimore right. just Harbaugh run, historically does. Kill they're just the gonna bad run teams. the ball 75 times. The Bengals have no way to stop it. Like it's a different game to play against Arizona. Like both both Arizona and Cincinnati play up style games, but Cincinnati basically garbage time covered that game, and then they gave it away at the end because their defense sucks so much. But against Baltimore, like they're just not gonna have the opportunities to get that many possessions to score that many points. Like they were actively bad. For most of that game. The only saving grace for Cincinnati's offense this week, Baltimore struggles against slot corners or against slot receivers. And Tyler Boyd is the only thing doing anything in this offense right now. So they take him away. Cincinnati's got nothing else. So I'll take Baltimore. God willing, Courtney Glenn could finally play a game for the Bengals because their offensive line is is just worst place. If he plays, I'd like it even more. I I like the Bengals a lot in this game. I'm going to play them. You're going to play them? Are they, are they a super lock plus 12? They're, they're in the very, very, very uh, small circle of teams. I are like they on this. the teaser to 18? Put it this way. Yes, they are. They're the third part of the teaser. And look, put it this I way. I like that. I could see the Bengals on that my That is the game. No. Actually, no. I, Dallas I Dallas beating the Jets like 33 nothing is probably If, if you the get loss. blown out at home uh, when your quarterback is healthy by the Browns, you should not be laying double digits into anybody. That's all I'll, that's all I'll say. 
next game. Oh, Houston and Kansas City. This is probably going to be the game that's on most people's TVs if they just care about watching fun football. The over-under has dropped in this game massively. It opened, the spread has dropped. It's, it's, it opened at like 58 and a half. It's down to 55. It's minus five for the Chiefs. Now, here's what we're looking at. Tyree Kill's practicing, but there's no word yet on whether he can take contact. So he's a legit 50-50. Sammy Watkins is straight up just not going to play in this game. Mahomes is banged up, but he is practicing. Everyone on the other side, minus like Kenny Stills, pretty healthy we've just watched kansas city not cover two games in a row and we thought without darius leonard that it would be a situation and without malik hooker that how in the hell is indianapolis going to slow down kansas city you were pretty hip too was it you or tim at indianapolis i in indianapolis i was I the only guy with detroit the week before yep I don't know. They're prone to just letting... Here's the difference. Even though I'm shocked they lost the game, and I thought for the Colts to even cover would be backdoors that would be available, but give me the difference. So here's the two differences. One... The offensive line for Kansas City is incredibly banged up. They can't block for Mahomes. Their at defense this point. isn't banged up. Dude. And I mean, their defense isn't good. So okay, fair. Yeah, th- that that's the, sort of meaningless. The actually played pretty recently Sunday night. That was the least of their problems. Okay, yeah, but well, it's not like the Colts' offense is awesome. Do you want to know something else? But here's the biggest thing for this game: when you go up against Detroit, their defense is actually quite good. And I completely overlooked that. I completely underrated it. But it is legitimately very solid from all three levels of their defense. The Colts, they have good players on defense, but they also have an amazing coach. who can, And a good roster overall. And who can adapt to situations. They completely changed their defensive scheme and found out what slows down Patrick Mahomes and just took their best shot, and it worked. You know who's not going to do that? Houston. Straight up. Kansas City minus five. There was seven and a halfs on Monday, and this thing got steamed. Now, don't confuse this with anything that has to do with um, public or reverse, because... When the when when they react to the action, there's nothing reverse about it. They're they're Vegas taking afraid. Houston money. Yeah, they're afraid when they're like when they stay still and they're taking the money. That's when you want to uh, get worried. The Chiefs are banged up, O line, D line, receiving core. You do almost make that death nail point that like yeah, but Houston, Houston, uh, it's scary. But give me Houston. God, do those early week numbers sound fantastic? Kansas City, guess what they're doing on Thursday? Playing the Chargers? No, thank God. Uh, They're playing. They're playing a division game. So, you know, Mahomes already in a bit of a, you know, I don't know if he's a little banged up. He is. He's dealing with an ankle injury, but. He has been since week one. So we'll see. And amazing for all like the, I don't know anything. Uh, Like I sit here, uh, Kansas City at home. I want to say in primetime now or at night, they've lost at least three straight games. They lost Sunday. They lost the AFC title game. They lost the Chargers like two or three weeks before that at night at home in Arrowhead. And I can't remember the one before, but I'll assume they Patriots. won. Well, the Patriots was the AFC championship game. No, no, in the regular season as oh. well. They lost the primetime game to them. Yeah, I'm going to play uh, Kansas City, but I don't uh, like it. They certainly wouldn't bet it. I want nothing to do with it. That's for sure. I think these two teams are very difficult to pick up right now. If Mahomes is... Still really, but it depends how bothered he is by his, I mean, if he is really bothered by his ankle, I think the Texans will probably win, but I think he'll be good enough uh, to be able to get this done. But uh, this has all the makings too of, you know, 34, 31 chiefs and you don't get your cover. So I'm not, I'm not happy with it. I think it goes the other way. I think the under is the way to play this game. If you're going to play it, everyone just assumes there's going to be so many points in this game. Just watch it not happen. 
because that's how this works. I'm still waiting for a Hopkins touchdown. <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the guy in my league waiting for it. This is the one that had probably the biggest movement of the week, and I was surprised. New Orleans at Jacksonville. New Orleans opened as a one-point favorite. They're now a point-and-a-half dog. Jacksonville's favorite at home. 44-and-a-half is the over-under. I, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it's a great picture. It really is. I, that'll I have be a feeling. every episode moving forward this year. As long as Gardner Minshew is a quarterback, that will be his picture on this game board. That's excellent. He's dressed as like Reed Rothschild from Boogie Nights. It's fantastic news. Uh, Jacksonville's getting a lot of cred because they're, they're good. It looks like Ramsey could be back for this game as well. But people love Gardner Minshew. Like he's like actively worth okay points in but the spring. The early the early action isn't just the generic guy that loves Gardner Minshew. The early action is sharp and it's on the ball here. The Jacksonville Jaguars should not have been a home underdog in this game. The Saints have had a great run under Bridgewater. Of uh, they've risen as I always expect good teams to rise when the backup is called upon. Uh, all facets. They're coming back down to earth. Was that an allusion to your new favorite show, All Rise? That's Pat. That's his. <laughs> that's Tim's show. There's not anything on network that has me for a second right now. But yeah. we've been down that road. Um, New, New dude, Orleans is going to win this game. No. So, no. Yes. No. Yes. 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 Jacksonville yes. at home has completely obliterated teams in this good in this spot over the last couple of years, and they're going to do it on Sunday. Um, it's supposed to be a scorcher in in that part of Florida. They'll be in their black roadies. Uh-uh. I'm not playing into this hole. I know the Saints are not sometimes as good on the road. Their defense. Defense travels, man. No, they're going to be gassed in this one. So, And the biggest thing. Now, Ramsey being back could change this up. No, this is the day. If he can, have, is, if he can effectively shut down Michael Thomas, then I'm kind of with you. But here's the biggest thing. Let me finish. My hands up. I, I saw your hand. I'm sitting right across from you. I can see it. <laughs> the Jags need to get pressure. That's how their entire defense works. Now, it's like a lot of defense, but they hinge on this happening. Who has the best offensive line in football? The New Orleans Saints. They're just not going to be able to rattle Bridgewater as the way that they want to and force him to get the ball out quickly. He's going to have time. And Sean Payton's just a really good coach. And I think we forget that. This is The Saints have their spots. This is a spot where they are going to get cleaned. They're going to get cleaned, and it has no indictment on what I think their future prospects for the season could be, but it's a cross-conference uh, cross game. doesn't mean nearly as much. They're banking the important ones, and this is one that they're going to give. They're going to give it, and this early movement was sharp. Uh, the it coin. was sharp. Well, I you, know, so you know who's you know, the biggest non-sharp in the world is on it with you, the coin. <laughs> I tell you, it's watching the games this year. I'm I'm really upset that they actually moved this game as hard as it did uh, because I love fading public dogs. And the public, I'm telling you, the public's even going to be on the Saints here. They should be because they're going to win the game. That'd be a smart no, move. The Saints are now an overrated team. I believe, hold on, let me explain myself. If you ask them to cover five and a half, I would be with you. If you ask them to cover three and let a half, I'd be with you. Explain You're asking myself. Them, they can now lose by a point and the cover Teddy the spread. The Bridgewater Saints are now an overrated team in the public perception, and they're going to get got this week. All right, Tim, it sounds like you're with me with the Saints. I think their defense yeah, is just... Not with, much, not with as much confidence as you. These teams are next to each other in DVOA, so they're pretty evenly <laughs> matched. However, I'm going to take the Saints 
with a little bit of trap. I mean, basically this is a number where you're asking who's going to win. I don't think the saints are going to lose and I'm going to tease up the saints just to be sure. So new Orleans plus eight. Yeah. Second half in that freaking heat wave in their black unis, they're going to, they're just going to walk off the field. Yeah, It's not like it's, you know, old school Buffalo coming down to play in Miami. It's not like, I I realize they play indoors, but New Orleans is incredibly hot. Most of these guys just, you know, played in Florida and Alabama and Georgia throughout their college careers. They're going to get caught. The Jacksonville Jaguars steamroll a few well, I mean, we already know where your super lock has to be then. The, I yeah, can't imagine. No, there might be other ones, but it's on the short list. I like the Jets in that seven a lot, but him telling me about the offensive line yeah, reports today. I, that, that, those are just the reports. Yeah, those, and it's both, still, both yeah. Collins and Smith could still be out in that game, but I don't know. Uh, Philadelphia at Minnesota, the Vikings. Minus three. I am not betting this game because this feels like the biggest trap in the world, but I love Philly. No. Again. What's the one thing Minnesota does well? What is it, Jeff? Throw interceptions in the end zone. Not not throw interceptions. Offensively, what do they do well and what do they want to do? Well, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And what is the one thing Philly does really well on defense? Stymies the the run. run. So now you're asking Kirk Cousins to go beat a team that you know is going to score points. And I know Philadelphia's secondary is ass. See, you're, you're making it about all these other things. I'm making it about the public is going to get their ass whipped here. Uh, do you have the numbers on this? Because I'm not even entirely sure that's true. I don't think the, I don't think the confidence level in Philly is super high right the now. The confidence level that a team with, with, with street value is going to shit kick Kirk Cousins? You better believe it is. What, do you have the numbers on the game? I'll bring them up. Yeah, go look at them. Because I would be... I, this feels like a 60-40 game. And that's not a ton of money on one side. On, on a road underdog, it is. Because that doesn't happen. 76% on Philly? Or? Yeah, okay. on Philly. So, yeah, that's why I said it feels very trappy because I, yeah. I love Philly in this game. And there's just like, oh, screw Kirk Cousins. I want to defend one thing about Better Kirk coached, Cousins. better quarterback, just a better team. Mike Zimmer, ATS. It, you're right. I'm playing the, the situ, I'm playing the stinkiness of it. In, a, in an alley, in, a, in the park, out back, I'll take the Eagles to beat these guys. But, but in this game, in Minnesota, Minnesota at home is a completely different animal 95% of the time. Uh, Philly, big game versus Dallas next week. Minnesota at home. Tim? Philly coming back to the place where they won the Super Bowl and, uh, you know, embarrassed Tom Brady on national TV by strip-sacking him to end the game. Uh, you know, coming back to play the team that they crushed to get to that Super Bowl. You know, if you like storylines, the, the things are, are setting up well for Philadelphia. I, I think Philly can score. The and sight I, of you meeting Louis Anderson. True. His secret dad. <laughs> Read his son. <laughs> I just, I really like Philadelphia here. I think Minnesota is a, is a trash team, and I think Philadelphia is a playoff caliber team. Uh, See, I get what Jeff's saying about the, uh, the, the smelliness of the line, and I respect that, uh, which is why this wouldn't go anywhere near tease, but... I just don't respect the Vikings, and I think Dalvin Cook can and probably will be shut down by a pretty good uh, front seven from Philadelphia. So I will take the Eagles. It looks like you have something to say, Jeff. No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I want to defend one thing about Kirk Cousins. He takes a lot of heat. He deserves... It's mainly from Tim. 98... No, 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 no. He He is universally, like, decapitated on the internet. Um, and people as a mark 
use his like gender reveal video. Oh, him missing with the mini football. But people, I think, need to realize that I get. I bet you that's where like the pocket of like the fluff was. Like I think that's exactly where he needed. No, to hit. I, I would go the other way with this. Oh, as, yeah. As, How much is he paying you? To no, I'm not even a fan. On a daily basis. I, I would say that if it was like John Beck with his little mini carny hands, like if you're like an NFL quarterback, you have gigantic fucking hands, and you put something like little like that and like put it right there, and it's not. I, I can see him fucking it up. Tim once tried to throw me keys and missed by ten feet. So I can see Kirk Cousins missing by like a foot. And I'm very like anti-gender reveal videos to begin with. Me too. Um, and there's that great gender reveal fail that made its rounds. But that's only because week. you're anti-gender. <laughs> you I don't, don't really... believe in it. Like calendars. Just it's out. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. Um, no. Okay, so yeah, there I defended. But I feel like he hit like the area where like the dust was. The lady who set it up was like, that's the part you got to hit. Not the big question mark. Right. Oh, my God. So Philly for me and Tim. <laughs> like, come on, Min- man. Minnesota for Jeff and the coin. I actually think that's a totally legitimate thing I just said. I think that that <laughs> is absolutely ludicrous. And uh, you, 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 oh. Oh, Tim's turn. Yeah, Seattle at Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) You realize this is going to have far less effect when the Jets are 0-7, right? Whatever. Listen, I'll take what I can get. Another team that the the Jets got mollywopped by, the the Cleveland Browns, in a primetime game, making them look ridiculous. Oh, are you going to hear hear about your excuses again? Oh, great. We've already been through that eight times. I'm going to make this very simple, Jeff. Who was the world on last Monday night against San Francisco? The Cleveland Browns. Who was the world on the week before? The Baltimore Ravens. Were they on the Browns? On Monday night? Yeah, there's a lot of people. It's like five points. A lot of people were just like, Browns are straight up winning. The Browns are back. It's all (laughs) happening. And then now again, just like two weeks ago, the Browns are finished. They're done. Just take Cleveland in this game. It makes no sense why this should be just two points. Um, no one is going to be wagering on Cleveland, I would imagine. Um, what? What are you looking at? You have a weird face going here. The Cardinals scored seven runs in the first inning of an elimination game. I don't mean to date your moment, but that just jarred me. Oh, wow. Who are they playing? It's Atlanta. it's Atlanta, game five, elimination. I just right. scared Well, that's the officially enough baseball for this fucking show. Seven Get your nothing. fucking baseball out of here. Why don't you go to your fucking nursing home and go watch baseball? We're talking about football. I love baseball playoffs. That's great. You can stay at home all day and watch all 13 million hours of it. I like Cleveland in this game. The world is off of them. Almost like you're talking about with Minnesota against Philly. Everyone's just going to take Seattle in this spot. I'll take Cleveland. The Browns are so bad. It's so great to watch them on national TV the last couple. I mean, I've been right about this basically since April when I said the league doesn't know what it's doing by putting this team on primetime three out of four weeks. Not really, though, because people are super interested in watching the Browns. Don't you understand my take? I want I'm into it. If yeah, but one you know in- what? Not when you get routed like that. Nobody watched the second yes, half. Yes, because no, people, I'm into it. People love cheering. Let's listen I'm- to you. You probably watch every second of that game to see how badly Baker was playing. I, I'm, I cheer for whichever side the tides of justice are floating in favor of. And right now it's for the Browns to be 
five and eleven, and I'll I, I'm in for that entertainment. No, then, that's a trigger I'm, team. I'm telling you, the best case scenario for the Browns is that they just go eight and eight, and every week they're the best team. Now they're the worst team. Like it's so polarizing. Like they're all right. They have good players. Baker's inconsistent. Tim was probably right about Freddie Kitchens. Not a very good coach, but well, that wasn't just his opinion. That was a pretty universal. Sure, like, but Tim was yeah. T- Tim was pretty doubled down on this guy is an absolute travesty. It turns out he was right. There's no offensive line here. Just when the world is now off Cleveland, back Cleveland. When the world is on Cleveland, do not back okay. Cleveland. This is a real tricky spot because to your point, everything sets up for me to absolutely love to Cleveland. smash. Like if they've you- just got annihilated in prime time. Um, if you asked me to set this spread after the Monday night game, I would have said Seattle by six and a half. No, before you before game. last week, the spread was minus one Cleveland. Yeah, I know. Now it's two and a half the other way. Norm, 99 out of 100 times, I will ride with you at Cleveland. There are some real scary things that I feel really bad for Cleveland that, that despite everything else from the outside that they got to deal with, um, Seattle on the long week, them on the short week with a coach that doesn't have a clue. That to me just means like they could be so screwed. And I feel bad. Like it's almost not fair. This, uh, like eat, they're the team traveling cross country to come home. Thursday teams the following week are either nine and one or eight and two against the spread in the following week so far. And now mm-hmm. we got Freddie Kitchens with less time. Oh, so you're taking Seattle. I, I hate it, though. I can't bet it. I can't bet that because it just goes against too many things I believe in. Um, but I, I, I don't want to touch this Cleveland team. Tim, you're taking Seattle? Oh, yeah. This Browns team is just not good. And, and I the guess up. the coin is taking Seattle as well. And I guess to your point, everything I said, kind of just like, yep, yep, everybody takes Seattle. Like, this is exactly what I mean. Everyone's afraid of Cleveland. The Cleveland stank is back. And I don't know who Cleveland plays next week. But we'll we'll be in like oh but I'll do what I did last week. That was the best be the game thing. of Baker's <laughs> career. The noise was the loudest, and he answered the. It bell. is. They play the Patriots next week. <laughs> and and, be, and people will be like, oh man, Baker yeah. played so great against Seattle. They won by twenty. They're gonna go and play Tom Brady, and the the torch will be passed, and they'll lose by like fifty eight points. <laughs> they might get Ward and Williams back is for that, this. Is game. that prime time? No, thank yeah. goodness. I could use more. Must be like four o'clock though. Yeah, probably those five o'clock double double headers. Nothing made Tim happier than reports of like we had the we have the DM thread that we have, uh, and the reports came out that Baker wouldn't shake hands before the game, and Tim just uh, what a classless guy. Of course, this is expected. Then they showed the video of him actually shaking hands with everyone. Just Richard Sherman was lying about it. No, you miss. Of course, as usual, you're mischaracterizing what Jeff. You're on that thread. It's 100% accurate. You took the story and then you took that story that was proved false and used it to pile on on everything else. That's, that's not happened. how it happened. That, that, Somebody brought Paul, it up in the Paul, Paul, you are on that thread yeah, as well. Yeah, so Paul brought it up. Someone showed it to you, but you used it instantly to pile on him for every other fault in his life, according to you. No, I just said that's incredibly bad form, and it wasn't wouldn't have been a surprise based on the type of character no. he has shown so far. No. Yes, I, I absolutely planted it there to see Tim's reaction, and he reacted exactly how I thought he would. <laughs> um, that's pretty Yeah, that was really weird. I don't really know... It, like I don't get it. Like, are you really jealous of Baker Mayfield? I, I just I don't understand where no, your hatred I'm comes in. I'm, I'm annoyed at all the people who thought that 
by the Browns tanking for all these years and putting together this team in just the right way, that they were going to shake up the entire way that football is done. And they drafted the perfect quarterback to do And I was like, I'm sorry, teams don't skip steps and like this. Listen. Teams don't make all things new. Uh, there's nothing new under the sun. You can't recreate things from scratch in this league. And it wasn't going to happen. And, of course, it didn't happen. And but, so but, I felt, but Baker actively triggers you. No, well, I just he think does. he's annoying. He gets you. I don't, why, I don't why, do you like find, why do you find him annoying? Because you, you, you like now think he, he does things he doesn't even do. I don't like the way he acts. I didn't like okay. the way he Can, can you point to things about the way that you don't like him acting? Just give me specific I mean, the, examples. The perf- I mean, Accepting the perf- sponsorships example. and doing commercials. Oh, doing commercials, yeah. Accepting radio. I mean, magazine like GQ cover yeah. interviews. I mean, the perfect Bad guy. example was back in college when he put that flag in the middle of Ohio State. Okay, so you can't like Bosa's brother either then because he just did exactly the same fucking thing. He did it to show him up. <laughs> Bosa's brother's been thinking about a college game for two, two for years. Three years. I, yeah, I would like, too if my college were disrespected like so, that. So you're an even bigger yeah. loser than Baker is. That's no, what you're saying. Uh, that's all Bosa did. If you're well, going to say one way that Baker, because he went into the he went into the place, won the game, planted the flag, yeah. and now Bosa's still thinking that's about it. Like yeah. Bosa's a good guy though. He's a he's a really good guy. He's a he's a model guy. Baker, he's just a piece of shit though. It's called getting like, revenge. And teaching someone a lesson. Tim loves Bosa because he's a Trump supporter. What did, what what would Tim know about revenge? When has he ever gotten his revenge on anything? In sports, uh, I've I had, don't know. I've had my revenge. Baker owns real estate in Tim and Bosa's head. That's all I'll say about this. This is true. Well, he's going to need it. Does Baker pay rent job. to Tim for all the space he occupies? I don't know. He probably should. Save his I I agree. I, I will only go as far to say is I do think for QB1, he wastes a lot of mental energy doing... It's it's so demanding. And oh, but he, he plays he, such a cool drum solo when Genesis comes on, you see? And uh, you know, he's not got a beer with the best of them, right? Like he's such a but cool you, you don't you don't rag on Aaron Rodgers for drinking beer at Aaron Rodgers isn't a big phony. Aaron Baker Rodgers is like the biggest phony. Is, isn't <laughs> no, that like his entire think. thing? Is that he's the world's so. biggest phony? No, I I don't think he's that friends he with is. fucking Ellen. So, so um, you don't know, you don't know about the whole Aaron Rodgers like phoniness. Yeah, I don't want to go don't there. <laughs> I mean, his brother basically just came out and said it. Yeah, Aaron okay. is. Aaron, yeah, Aaron. No, there's Aaron isn't real, isn't genuine. Yeah, and I love Aaron Rodgers, but okay, just like yeah. I love Baker Mayfield. So yeah, Baker is is being genuine, and I guess he's we being can appreciate true that. Himself. If Tim is allowed to live his truth. I feel like Baker should be allowed to live his truth. I just think he makes it harder on him. All, everything he does makes it harder on himself. So I don't like wouldn't want that. I mean, that's true. I mean, the the uh, the criticisms that Mayfield received are things that he's done to himself, uh, and that writers have also done to him as well. I suppose by no, I don't. When it wasn't fair, I think some of the criticism is unfair. To be perfectly honest, but I think he just. The fact that he lets like Colin Coward like get in his head and he does even... he let Colin Coward yeah because he spends he? he goes to the podium and like battles back so obviously so he's what? listening and watching so he can't he has a phone right someone I... texts him a thirty second clip he's not gonna watch it they're not thirty second clips I've seen the Coward yeah I, uh, I don't think that he said diatrobs he had... on sure Baker. you don't think someone's just like hey watch this quick Twitter clip hey I'm gonna watch it hey this is shitty I'm gonna respond to this. Hey, People are fucking nuts. You have no idea what's going on. It's oh, like, I agree with that. It's almost I, like I you're talking about like internet life isn't real life. You have no fucking idea what Baker Mayfield does. 
No, that's no. certainly true. No, I'm not going to argue but any you're, of that. But you're putting, and this is all the media does, and all the writers do to him specifically. And it's weird that it's him out of everyone else in the NFL that just, we know exactly what he does. Here's what he's thinking. Here are his, here are his personality traits. Here's how he's being affected by everything. I don't have a fucking clue. I don't no, disagree with anything you're saying. All I'm saying is his antics make his job harder for him in the yeah, end. Yeah, his antics maybe, certainly maybe, suggest Maybe that's how he thrives. He thrives, and, okay, maybe, thrives maybe, underneath maybe, that pressure. Maybe. He likes the spotlight. No, 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 he, he doesn't, up. though. But he how does. do you fucking know? We just You just know. said you didn't know, and now you're saying, well, I know. I'm Tim. No, but I do know what people thrive off of because he has been. <laughs> so you know exactly what every single person thrives on no. in the world. No, do. I have the case evidence to suggest that he's floundering under pressure and under thriving. He's not, well, you know what? When he thrives, then we'll know it. But right now, he isn't thriving. How it's about the this? The, the legitimate criticism is just, maybe he's just not that good a quarterback. Okay. Maybe and that's then, the criticism you should go The legitimate with. criticism. Than, oh, the spotlight is getting to him. That means you think yeah. that he's good and that he's crumbling under the pressure. When no, the fact I'm is, he might just not be him. that good. Yeah, his accuracy is down. He is regressing. He is turning the ball over a lot. He calls hot, and he's, like, running away. Now, part of that isn't all his fault. We've seen quarterbacks. No, it's not all his fault. You know, they have some deficiencies on that team that they, that you know, that's just part of football. They, they, Their biggest weakness went against four guys who have all been drafted in the, like, top eight of the draft. The 49ers D-line just manhandled. And that's what the 49ers are designed to do. And it was a bad matchup. And they got God. Uh, Pat it, Thorman, it, Pat Thorman pointed this out. Um, that, and you can kind of live with this one, too. Because everyone like really compared Baker to Drew Brees. That would be like his prototypical type of player that he could be. But he was a bit more mobile. Uh, but height-wise, game-wise, accuracy-wise, that's what Baker was going to be. Uh, year two, I believe it was, of Drew Brees. He got benched for Doug Flutie. And it led to them drafting Rivers. He was horrible. Yeah. He was horrible. He would call Hutt. He would stare down David Boston for four seconds. It was on super steroids. And throw the football right into, like, a linebacker. Like, that Chase Daniels interception early in the game where, like, you didn't know if he could see. Yeah. He literally threw right to the linebacker exactly where the middle line, like, the linebacker will be on 80% of Hutt's. That was Drew Brees all year. It he, was infuriating. He bailed out in playoff games with bogus uh, uh, 15-yard penalties to give them a chance to go to overtime. Oh, we still lost. Fuck off. <laughs> Next game, uh, we got to fly through these here because we're on a time constraint. Uh, this this is an easy one. Uh, Washington at Miami. Miami is a three and a half point dog at home. Forty one is the over under. Case Keenum will actually be starting for the Washington Redskins this week. At least that's the latest report. Who knows if they're going to change their mind from here on out? Tim, is it an AP week? Because it feels like it is. It it has to be. And Callahan will try to run the ball a ton. I think the Redskins will win the game, and I think they'll cover the number. I think, yeah, it, it's an unwatchable football game. I mean, if the Skins don't win now, when are they ever going to win? I think they are the better team, so we'll take them. Pat, this could be my super luck. The Skins are going to crush them. I feel like that, too. Which the, means... the Dolphins are horrible. They've been off for a week, and people my think week. that they're less bad than they were. People were ready to bet them and did bet them versus the Chargers, and we saw what happened, and we really do know how bad the Chargers might really and... be. They're so bad. There's not enough. I will bet against the Dolphins real money. Until they cover? No. If it's under a touchdown, for anybody in the league, that is like a guaranteed wager. And this is anybody. 
Right, because in fact, it's Washington, and I, I, mean, I don't care. I don't care that you, you guys didn't bring it up. But I mean, I need to get my credit in what I do. I did pick Gruden to be the first coach fired on our yeah. preview show this year. Good call, and that that's enough. But yeah, Washington, Washington covers Washington probably big. To be perfectly honest, I don't know where these guys are going to go with their next head coach. Snyder has literally done every single route. He has. Brought back the old successful coach in a, Spurrier. in a show. He did the college legend in Spurrier. He did the, the Redskins alumni hero in Gibbs. He's done the unconventional um, offensive coordinator, like next man up, wizard maybe, in, in Gruden. Like, he has tried every single route. Schottenheimer. May, like, may, maybe it just turns out he's an awful owner and he okay. doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I think and then he we, had Sean McVay on his on his yeah. staff and he let him walk. Zach Taylor as well. Yeah. So I, who knows what route they're going to do? There's a lot well, of speculation. They might dump the bucket at Harbaugh, who could you know Michigan. That would actually. Uh, I think uh, that would actually be the best move to do. But Tim, did you see yeah, who Michigan wants him out of town? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, did you see who's interested in taking the Washington Redskins? Mike McCarthy. No. No, who? Rex Ryan. <laughs> well, why wouldn't sign it up? Just, just let's let's have that. I'm in why for that. Why wouldn't he yeah. be? He shouldn't get another head and coach. And do you know who they've already offered the job to? Mike Greg Donald. Williams. <laughs> Greg already had that so, job, so he can say at a podium that he's been offered the job, but turned it down. No, it's it came in the mail. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Uh, so round of Washington, including the coin, late games, Atlanta at Arizona. Like some of these games are just truly brutal this week. Arizona is getting two and a half points at home. They're plus two and a half. 51 and a half is the, what do you, okay. Um, yeah, so two and a half plus two and a half. 51 and a half is the over under. I don't know what to do with this stupid game. Atlanta fucks me every single week. Atlanta yeah. cannot block. Atlanta cannot tackle. Atlanta cannot put pressure on quarterbacks. What happened? Atlanta, what? Atlanta cannot cover a team with mediocre receivers. Atlanta is good for one thing, and it's a it's gaining passing yards when they're getting their ass kicked. Arizona. The only bet I wish it was three. The public still play, thinks Atlanta's good. The, the only bet you should make in this game is Zane Gonzalez over seven and a half points. <laughs> We talked about it on the show on Sunday morning. Remember, Tim? Like, oh, that's the one problem I have with Arizona. They're going to stop at the three-yard line and fucking kick a field goal every time. Like, it makes no sense. Well, it doesn't matter whether it does or doesn't make sense. It's what they're going to do. So like, there's no point even complaining about it because it's just going to happen every single time. So, like, whatever. I, it's to the point now where people should stop complaining on Twitter every time it happens. It's always going to happen. Stop complaining about the sun rising in the east to just how things are. But it, it, I'm going to take the Falcons. It sounds terrible, but like they're a dome team. They get to play indoors. Uh, I still think Ryan and this team has offensive talent. I just don't respect the Cardinals. Did I'm, you, gonna take, I'm just, taking it. I'm taking Atlanta too. Did you guys see, you remember two weeks ago, we talked about it after the tough loss to Carolina and it was a really good, Deshaun Watson wasn't trying to belittle a reporter. He was just answering a yeah, question. He was explaining. Yes. He, this is his thing. Well, it's a good niche to have. It's an amazing sure. thing. I'm, I'm enlightened by it. I love it. But. Was his thing, that I didn't see it this week. Was it just like, Atlanta doesn't even play defense. <laughs> that, listen, I, there's terminal. I've loved football. I've loved it since I was 10 years old. But there's, ter- I didn't play football. I'm Canadian. Right? I wasn't like. Canadian. I played football. No, I, I played football. I didn't have any little leagues or anything around. Like, I'm certain there's certain terminologies that I know from playing Madden and watching football for the last, like, 25 years. But there's a lot of certain things that I'm still dumb to. 
Don't get me wrong. I know the di- I know the formations, but but he described the Atlanta defense in a way that like you don't even have to know football to know they freaking suck <laughs> and are abysmal. So I don't know. Do they have mediocre receivers in Arizona? Because that's all you need to yeah, kill. Yeah, Christian Kirk is probably not going to end up playing in this game. The one hesitation that I would have is no team in football puts more men in the box to stop the run than the Cardinals it, do. Joke, joke's on them. Atlanta can't run the ball. If Arthur Blank watched that Deshaun Watson press conference... Now, are you saying Arthur swear word and you're saying Blank, or are you just saying his real name? That's his name. Okay. If he watched Deshaun Watson talk about his defense in, in baby terms, like to, to layman folk... I don't know how his coach has a job today because that's even Quinn's like thing. Atlanta for Tim and I, Arizona for coin and Jeff, San Francisco at the Rams. This was at three and a half. It's now three for the Los Angeles Rams at home. And this is a, this is a really good test for San Francisco because it is. if, we're working on if we have the working premise that Baker isn't very good, then he's a bad quarterback. Uh, you got a bad Jameis game, and maybe that's because the defensive line was so good. And who is the who are the other two teams that San Francisco beat, Tim? They beat the Steelers, and uh, they that's it, right? They have four wins. Steelers got a bye too. Yeah, but they, they, that was four. So they beat Jameis, they beat Baker, they beat Mason Rudolph, and who? Week one, Bengals. They beat the no. Bengals. That's the Seahawks that they played. Uh, Seahawks played uh, week two. Didn't they go somewhere week two? Arizona, maybe? I think they were at Cincy week two. No, well. Yeah, they did play Cincy, and they beat Andy Dalton. Okay. okay. This is the best so offense they're point. going to have seen in you know, this season. And maybe their defense is up to the task, but just like you said about Seattle, the Thursday team coming over, all these teams have been excellent against the spread. It's the Rams at home. People are betting the 49ers. I'll take the Rams. Biggest discrepancy in DVOA this week. The Rams are 17th overall. The Niners are the best team in football. Uh, do you think gonna, that the Niners are the best team in football? Through the first five weeks? Yes, I do. You I think, think they you, have you think the that best. they're better than the Patriots? I think that the Patriots offense is their weakness. I don't think the Niners have a weakness. They have a top they, five. They, do, they, they, ha- they, ha- they have a weakness. It's their quarterback play. I don't think it, so. If relied upon, there we haven't seen it yet. Every time Jimmy has had to really dig down and start dropping back and passing, and we know the Rams can score points, and maybe the defensive line will get to Goff, and that will be enough, and they won't have to. But if they get down, it's almost like the point you made about Chase Daniel last week, and I think that Garoppolo is way better than someone like Chase Daniel. But if they get down 14 nothing, if San Francisco can't run the ball as effectively as they've been doing and get into passing situations where you know that they're going to pass – can they score points? Because yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think this is one of the very few games in which Sean McVay is sort of fought to a draw with uh, with coaching talent in terms of calling offensive plays. I think uh, you know that Shanahan is just as good as he is. I think that the Niners don't have as much offensive talent than the the Rams do, man for man. But I think their their defense is is certainly up to the challenge to stopping the Rams. And we have seen I mean, we have seen teams slow the Rams down in recent history. So that, that, that doesn't bother me that much. I just, I look at these two teams. I think these are totally two good teams. I think the Niners are the better team. So if I'm getting the better team with points, I will take them. The 49ers are better where it matters. They're better on the offensive and the defensive lines. That's true. This Rams defense. And I talked about it on the preview show. Joe Staley is hurt. And I had to plug my nose when they started three and zero. 
but they finally lost a couple games, and I could talk about it. They went 3-0. and I still don't think they should have beaten Carolina week one. Drew Brees breaks his hand instantly, and Freddie Kitchens is a dum-dum. Yeah. Uh, so they're very lucky to have gotten the start they've gotten. They have so many deficiencies on that team. Big ones. Big ones. The secondary is aging, and it's a problem. Peters, Tlaib, Weddle. Um, there's problems on that team. I want to pick 49ers. For the purposes of this, I'll pick 49ers. I wish I could bet it, but you know why I can't? Because I swear to you, Sean McVay and Wade Phillips are going to give something that we haven't like seen yet. And I'm pretty confident in that. And I love both of them to sort of right the ship of the problems of their teams, other units. Uh, so that's the reason I'm afraid to actually bet the 49ers, but you're going to make me pick it. I'll say them. One of the big keys to attacking the 49ers defense, at least where teams have been successful, and it was really surprising to see the Browns get away from it. Maybe it's just they had legitimately had no time to throw. But playing these two tight end packages and attacking the middle of the field with your two big men and your slot receiver. Now, the Browns were not equipped to do that. <coughs> Um, just because of poor game planning and no ability to block anyone coming at them. But the Rams can do that, and they have two capable tight ends, and they have Cooper Cup, who's basically been the best receiver in football so far, and that's where they're the weakest, in the spot where the Rams are the best. So I think that offensively that the Rams are going to be able to move the ball pretty easily against them. I don't see it. So, okay. Tennessee at Denver. Maybe my... Maybe my favorite game on the board. Titans. 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 I'm with you. Titans. It's minus two. Denver. You're getting We're the... teasing these Titans up. Um, yeah, so Denver's a two-point favorite at home. 39 and a half. Is Z over under in this game? It just I think Tennessee's better than Denver is. Like just straight up. And especially even last week. Yes, Denver jumped into this big league against the Chargers, obviously. But a lot of it was like the Chargers doing like if they had just played Eckler 90% of the time, they probably would have won the game, but no, they had mm. to get Melvin Gordon going and he never got going. And it just, it milked the clock on them. If they or, ever wanted to have a chance to come back, it made them really predictable with what they were going to do. And then Denver just kind of sat on their lead. That was it. And Denver can't stop the run. And like, I don't love Derrick Henry, but this is a game where Derrick Henry goes mental. I feel like the Titans are not going to punt fourth and two from inside the opponent's territory. I, I feel like that's not going to happen. Like the Titans are a, a respectable team. I think Buffalo is a really, really, really good football team. So to lose a game 14 to seven to them at home is no, uh, no injury. I, I take no, no discouragement from that game from them. So I just think the Titans team are better. I don't like this Denver team. I haven't all season. So I'm going to get, you're going to give me the Titans and points. I'm going to take them. I think they win the game. Coins going with Denver. Jeffrey. Denver. Any reason? Because they beat the Chargers. No, I don't know. I don't think very highly of, of the Titans at all. I'm just taking plus points. And you get over two and a half, which is a key number for the Titans because they're so prone to like winning a game by two or going for the two-point conversion instead of tying it, which guarantees that you win your spread. They're the dog, you realize. Yeah. Pardon? It's Denver minus the dog. Two. Denver's laying two. Denver. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I feel like these teams are so much the same. Yeah, it's all. Uh, don't worry, I got so confused last week. I thought I was getting to with Cincinnati. We, with Cincinnati. we know where we're going to need the time. Let's no, not. We waste don't need time. any goddamn time. Yes, uh, we do. Okay, Sunday night game. <laughs> the Chargers. Oh, we're already here. Are six and a half point favorites at home against the Steelers. Forty-one. 
is the over-under. If we want to talk about what the biggest Ander curses are of the season for the third annual Custies, are the Jets or Chargers winning in the clubhouse right now? Because the Chargers are now down Mike Pouncey, who was placed on IR earlier today. No one was hurt when he cussed at us. Not a single person. No one. To many of the viewing public will think that was the day it ended, and I should have known. In right, hindsight, to me, the day, it, the day it ended was the day we were golfing and Derwin uh, got hurt. But uh, it's, just, it's just too much now. It's just too key. Like, the offensive line, a point of question mark weakness to begin with. Now, no Russell, Okun, no Pouncey, dead. The secondary doesn't have three of the four bodies. Like, we're so generic. Um, Henry, Henry is now apparently maybe Close practicing to back, or something. Yeah. But in Ingram, it's just it's too many bodies. We can't overcome. We can't take advantage of games that, you know, every game we've lost, we were, in, at least by a public perception, Vegas-wise, we were favored in. I, I'll be quick, I and then I'll say something else. This is like the first time ever I'm tempted to, on the show, put a Pittsburgh down there. I don't understand the spread, Pat. I do. Outside of court. I do. I do. It's because you've got a third-string QB whose first ever NFL start is going to be in Sunday Night Football. No one's ever heard of him. Is he playing? Because uh, I saw the other guy was practicing. Mason Rudolph, I, I thought Hodges was playing. And outside a quarterback, is there a unit the Chargers are currently better than Pittsburgh at? Like that you would say for certainty? Uh, question from the audience, sir. Last time I last time I remember a uh, quarterback that nobody had ever heard of before coming into a primetime game. It was the night that Tim got mu- upset that Nick Mullins was verified on Twitter. Oh, uh, here's and some he 49ers news. Tim, your, your main man, uh, Mike McGlinchey, out four to six weeks. Well, that's unfortunate. He is uh, he's a fantastic. So the, they're they're down both their so, tackles listen, now too. You know when the. <sighs> I don't know. This Chargers team at its at you know when healthy, I thought would be very very good. I think the Chargers' year. offense is significantly better than the Steelers' offense. Like I think, do you know what it, the Chargers are right now? They are sleeping giants. When we, when we have our bodies, we are we can be so exotic. We are like the sundowner on a Saturday night. We can do anything we want. The world is our oyster. We Derwin could play five positions. We come at you from anything. We can scheme you to death. We got nothing now. We're we're generic. We are. You know what we are right now? We are Tim's coagulated, reheated toast. Like we're generic, preservative filled. There's nothing to it. There's nothing to it. The Broncos schemed us to death and took us right out of the goddamn game. And I tweeted, you respect Melvin Gordon today? We're going to lose before the game starts. Well, like that reheated toast, I really like the Chargers, too. Uh, We're going to tease them down to a pick. They're the last end. They are not losing this game. The Steelers are not going on the road to win the Sunday night game. The Steelers I've are- been to Sunday night football at Qualicom Stadium in San Diego. And there's more Steelers fans there the, for that the, one. Versus the Chargers. That was like 80-20. It was such a great night. Jamal Williams just ate Roethlisberger. Like, Rivers out. Oh, what a glorious night. Is Melvin night. Ingram playing? I don't know. Okay. I don't even Is look Is Perriman playing? I saw him limp off the field. I don't week. look anymore. Uh, I, so that was a huge... And now that we're in LA, it's going to be like 90-10. Uh, crowd discrepancy. Yeah, I'd say like maybe. Okay, 99, maybe. 99 to one. Okay, you're probably you're probably right. 
And I we we gotta just pour one out, guys, because an NFL legend, uh, maybe not a legend, but an all-time great, is dead. He's dead. Get him off my field. He can't walk. He can't move. He can't tackle. <laughs> Thomas Davis by what a shit signing. Holy fuck. <laughs> no, he can't do anything. He can't even secure like you're meeting the guy in the hole one-on-one. It's a three-yard carry. You get blown over, man. What did you think about the head coaching? It was probably the worst. I mean, the Wizenhunt has me. He's in my crosshairs right now, too. I saw. I respect the defense, but I want to say, because, you know, they really, they sucked early and they really held it together and gave us a chance. But I think Denver was just trying to run out the clock, Pat. But, 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 but you cannot start like that. Where's the intensity to start a game? You get mopped. Denver ran three plays for 30 yards a clip, I think, to start. And it looked, they knew exactly what to do. These guys were running free. We got when you got two safeties that have never played like a down before in pro football. You got to have the worst quarterback on the planet to to not be able to take advantage of that. And maybe Flacco's close, but he's not there. I guess. And this Hodges guy might be better than Mason Rudolph. We don't know. No, I doubt it. Who he is went, it? He went to Samford and Sons. That's who the Chargers are playing. Yeah, I don't even go on the internet when we lose. <laughs> The coin, Except the goddamn the Twitter. The coin likes the Steelers. <laughs> so, are you taking the Steelers or Chargers? No, I'll take the Chargers. I thought seven would be a key number, though. I kind of want to take the Chargers too, but the one thing that gives me some pause is just the pass rush of the Steelers has been really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the yeah, past yeah. two weeks, and yeah. I don't know who's Eat blocking it. them. Eat it. That, Eat it. That means you have th- th- that. Okay. I hate Melvin Gordon. The Chargers run like three plays now. They can try to, like, dump it off. And remember the last time these two teams played? I think it was on Sunday Night Football that they put a linebacker on Keenan Allen. He had, like, 17 catches. Great great game. I assume Micah Fitzpatrick tries to cover him now. Yeah, So maybe that helps a little bit. So it's going to be, like, little dump to Eckler, little dump to Keenan Allen, run it up the middle for nothing with Melvin Gordon because you don't have an offensive line to block for. Why did you have to come back? Like, we could do three yards of carry without this fucking clown. I think Mike Williams catches the touchdown in this game. I think it's, oh, I, both time. I, I think it's three to one. Sick. To catch, How many times does his back hurt before he makes a play? So you're out on him now. No, right? I mean, the guy can't last a quarter, man. Question. Please, please, Tim, like apologize to Jeff at this point. Like you're laughing at his demise. Like look at the guys. The guy's broken. You've broken it hurts you because broke down this team. year we were I actually thought we were capable of something. And you know what the cherry on top of all the injuries? All of it. It's all horrible. It's all disgusting. What makes it above and beyond and might make him responsible? I say might. You guys might say no, for sure. I'm definitely this, not responsible. This, this was the first time since maybe John Carney that I came into the year. Like awesome. We got a great kicking situation. In the Friday walkthrough before week one, Badgley's hurt. He hasn't kicked once. Tim owned him in fantasy. <laughs> Kicker stability for the first time in like Gostowski. in like 15 years. Oh, hold on. You said you picked up Goskowski after that? Yes. Oh, that's just Kick, like I can't imagine thinking the Chargers, and I'm not the only one. Like, the Chargers entering this year actually had kicker stability. Uh, when I gave out my best bet on the AFC preview show, I just Embrace the Ender curse and said Chargers under. That's the way we all should have played it. 
You should I like won. the Bol- I like the Bolts big here. I think the statement game on prime time to get them back in this. The the Chiefs could very well lose two in a row. Uh, I think that's certainly live. I think the Chargers could roll right back into division contention, and they haven't played the Chiefs yet. So I think this is a very very big. Who who do you think we are, man? Uh, I am actually. I think, kind of, listen, I, I think the Chargers win. They don't cover this game, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus the six and a half. But if the Chargers can tread water until that's it middle of November, they will basically have most of their important people back. Then all of a sudden they want a pouncy back, obviously, but if Okun it gets come, hard though, Pat, I get that. It gets hard, but you have all the good players back. That's good. If you're within two games of the division, by the time you go to Mexico city, I like your chances. And it's not even that it's Tim's talking about how like the path through the jets to make the playoffs. And I wish I had the, the six seed in the AFC is incredibly wide open. It could potentially be eight and eight. I've got to play that entire AFC, NFC North in like a month. Yeah, well, I mean, the the well, I, I don't know. I guess we might get a Super Bowl matchup. Like okay, I needed to go four and zero against the Broncos and Raiders. We'll be lucky to go five hundred. And it's right now. Right now, it's we have the ninth pick. That's a great spot to trade for Ramsey now. Now that the pick no, looks oh, good, let me return. We can't trade for Ramsey. You only have four minutes here. No, we gotta. Re- we, we can't trade for Ramsey. That's off the table. We have to keep the pick now. We have to we'll obviously win more games because we're, we're like not horrible, horrible. But we're going to draft like 16, 17, 18. And maybe that is like high enough to be able to package to get where they'll need to get. Because they can, if they don't let the next QB live in the world of Philip for like a year, I will, I will lose my mind. You can teach him how to not win Super Bowls. Whatever. If that's what it entails to do what Phil did, then yeah, I'll fucking take it. You smarmy punk. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> Two of those teams that you're going to need to beat Detroit at Green we Bay. We already lost to one of them. Don't right, worry. That's, that's true. I forgot about that. Minus four. Green Bay is favored at home. This game opened at five and a half. People love, down to four love already. Les Lyon. 47 is the over-under. Lyon. I get I, I get the five-and-a-half bet on Detroit. I don't really have a particular feel for this game either way. I'm going to take Green Bay. It's at home. I prefer their quarterback. And I think de- defensive-wise, Green Bay stacks up with Detroit pretty much even. And if we turn to offense, uh, Green Bay, I think, has a better offense. And we're not sure if Devontae Adams is playing or not, but I'll still take Green Bay here. Yeah, I have real respect for this Lions team right now. Coming off a bye. pick against them. But I just don't like picking against the Packers in Lambeau in prime time. Yeah, the Rams uh, or sorry, the Eagles did beat them, so that's fair enough. This the, is by the, no means like a- the Eagles beat them, and hero Nick Mullins went into Lambeau and covered the spread against them last year. Yeah. Anyway, verified uh, on Twitter, Nick Mullins. Sure, fine, whatever. You're not going to annoy me. You know, Mullins gets replaced by Garoppolo, and the Niners are the best team of football. Dude, what a shock! Uh, the, the the point I'm trying to make is I respect the Lions. I think the Lions could totally cover. I think they could totally win. I'm not picking them, but that is not a play against the Lions. It's just I think the Packers are a darn good team, and I don't I, I like being on the side of the Packers and Lambeau at night. So that's that that doesn't sound like all that in depth of an analysis, but that's the way I see it, and that's what I'm taking. The Packers are suffering from Patriot syndrome right now. They keep winning these games and not looking particularly good on offense. And- oh, well, I thought they played very well against Dallas. I, I, I mean, they were my super lock last week for a reason. I thought they would disassemble, and they did. They played really well on defense last week, minus trying to cover Amari Cooper, but a lot of that came when 
they were down in that game, but or they were way up in the game, and they allowed Dallas to come back. So, Jeff, it's a round of Green Bay. Uh, then just give me Detroit. Taking Detroit? Yeah. You want to go against the coin? Yeah. All right. Very quickly, super locks of the week. I'm locking in New England minus 16 and a half. Tim. I'm going to take the Titans plus two. That was my second choice, actually. So I like it. Jeff's going to have to take the Saints or the, the Jags, right? It's the Jags or the Jets. Take the Jets. Do I'll it, take, do it to him. I'll take the Jets. Yeah. Nice. New York Jets plus seven. That's a bad. Uh, that's a bad number. But I'll your favorite that. and second favorite fa- uh, teams are going to win this week. I'm thinking. Well, I mean, your favorite team is playing your second favorite team this week, Tim. Do you want to know something? Well, we don't have time. Yeah, you got to go. Right on the dot. I told you I'd get you out of here. Yeah. My wife always <laughs> wanted me to be a Chiefs fan. Why? Because my nickname to my entire inner circle my whole life was like the Chief. Is it because you just constantly went around dressed as Chief Wahoo? No, it's because like... Your proclivity for the chop? No, it was just like a summer camp thing. Like at a 10 and under baseball tryout, I just like... Just one of these things, like a coach or something called me the Chief, and then like my friends called me Chief, and then like people around so then it became a thing and then when i met my wife she's like you should really be a chiefs fan and she always holds that to me i'm like no 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 but there's like random people that think i'm a chiefs fan because of that okay like in my life but no anyways i'm going to vegas this week so and you got to break your fast that's why you got to get out of here yeah i'll break my fast you hungry no i i i i i i sinned already today I do a fast once a month, a 24-hour fast. Uh, why? No. Like not even like a shake? Like a, no, like nothing. Is like, that a good like, thing? Wa- like water. No, it's like it's a, just a part of my diet. To accomplish? Like just, I, like I like to... to like, no, because I go for like an eight-mile run on that day as well, so it just burns oh, pure yeah. fat. So did you notice you lose like a, like a s- extra amount of no, weight? No, because I keep myself hydrated the entire time. I drink water. Now I'm like trying to not go to this. Yeah, thing. now you don't want to go. What do you, what do you guys have? Well, Tim's jealous because yes. Tim loves my like full family. Yeah, t- well, there's nothing like, Tim enjoys more person. than like traditional sit down yeah. dinner type places. Like I, I'd blow my fucking brains out. I can barely oh, get through Christmas dinner. But it's that- not like sit down traditional. It's like buffet style. And I thought I would just be able to sit and watch the baseball game. But who's got interest in that? It's uh, 11 nothing. <laughs> so the big thing. Like, I mean, Christmas dinner used to be, like, fine for us because, like, uh, my aunt. So I'm, a, I'm an only child, which is probably not shocking to anyone watching this. But uh, it's my mom, her sister, her younger sister, and her younger brother. But her or my aunt, she always would have, like, a new boyfriend at Christmas who would come over. And we would just spend, like, three hours making fun of this dude. And now, like, she doesn't bring anyone over anymore. So it's, it's a lot less fun. Speaking Tim's- of which, happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners because we won't talk mm-hmm. to them until afterwards. Guess who's working on Canadian Thanksgiving? No days off. I'm like Des Bryant when he went to the draft. He didn't go to the draft. Everyone else is there being drafted in the first round. Tim, you know what Des Bryant said? He would rather take the day and, and work out. Get an extra day of working out on everyone. I'll also be here. Yeah, Paul will also be here. That is true. I'm Canadian too. Him. Anyway, Jeff. Well, Tim, I want to talk about this China thing. You got time? I, I do have time, yes. Sad I'm missing that. Oh, you want we can we can save it for next week. I assumed you just didn't want to get involved with it. I wanted to hear t- how long are you gonna go? I don't know how long we're gonna go. You said you gotta be home by 6 30. You gotta leave now. I know. I really am curious. Tim, can I just get a Coles notes? You can listen to the show when we're done. 
We'll oh, but you're going to put... Oh, I thought you were saving the China talk. I can save it to next week, or to... I was no, gonna, I meant, like, you're going to put it with the show? Yeah, I'll keep oh, it at the end. Okay, then, yeah, that's fine. I thought it was just going to be canned for something. Maybe I... No, because it'll be out of date by then. It's uh, basically out of date now. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff Feinberg. Follow him on Twitter, at Feinberg. 17. That's where it is. He might yell at you on Twitter. <laughs> I should you. <laughs> Say that again? Call you, they call so you Fully saw. on Twitter. Buddy, you want to know the scary thing? The truth of it? I get along with everybody. I know you do. It's weird. I get along with everybody. You could think it's like a Brad. I literally get along with everybody. Everybody in this little community. And it doesn't count. Like a, a Rovell with like 200 or 2 million followers. That's just like, you know, internet act. But like people actually in the circle, there's no one I don't get along with, with one person. But I have a question just for the people. Who's the bigger asshole, the real asshole or the person who just t- lets the rest of the world know that person's an asshole? Well, the answer to this question of who is the biggest asshole is very clear. I'm the biggest asshole. People just don't realize it. Maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> Tim knows. <laughs> I, I've seen it. <laughs> not to me. No, not to you. Just in general. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, Tim, do you content over everything? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't interfere with my content, yeah, yeah. or you might get a bit of wrath coming your way. So um, you want me to just stand up and leave? Or yeah, you can you can take off. You'll probably just block my camera. If we go to the two, then you can have like a nice little exit. Enjoy your holiday. We'll be back at normal time next week. Yes. Hopefully, I'm alive. It's been a while, and we'll see what if we can keep up. It's the first week you didn't hit a golfer when the Chargers lost. And it was a golfer I had the week before, and I didn't play him. It was a, such a nut kick Sunday night. Oh, I my God, Cam, was I, I not Cam okay? Because Cam Champ is going to win. I'm not okay in general. You think Cam but... Champ is going to win? No, I like him this week. You should, should, so you're back on after you gave up? Yes, in other words. Okay. So t- we're out of here. So, Tim, your free money parlay or your free money teaser is a six-and-a-half-point teaser. New England – Minus 10, the Jets plus 13 and a half, Cincinnati plus 18, New Orleans plus eight, LA Pick'em. That's the teaser. All right. So see if you can go to two and four on there. Are you, you're, you're good to talk about this China stuff, right? Sure. I, I feel, I figured like you would have, I mean, this is your area of expertise that you would have some real opinions on this. Yeah, I, I do. Um, so we're talking about Daryl Morey's tweet when he referenced China in it. Uh, Basically, I also talked to our friend who lives in Shenzhen, which is like right next to Hong Kong. Uh, he was over yeah. in Hong Kong last weekend. I actually wanted to talk to him before we did this. And he's just like, the protests aren't even protests anymore. He's like, it's people between the age of like 18 and 30, and it's pure anarchy. I believe that. But I mean, that's often the case of many protests. I mean, where yeah. do we begin? I mean, Daryl Morey, I don't know if he knew what he was doing, but... He's like Mrs. O'Leary's cow. He knocked over the lantern and, and set something on fire, and that fire is going to be difficult to put out because what you have is a conflict between uh, visions. So I can see this one of two ways. As a person who lives in the world, um, I agree with Daryl Morey. Uh, I don't think that people should be be walked all over by China and anything like that. I'm a pro-democracy type of person. However, if I'm the NBA, I get why they're rightfully pissed off about this. I don't think they have any right to be pissed off. My yeah, goodness. It, it, it's, it's hurting their business. If you work within a company and or an organization and someone in your organization goes out of the way to have to basically undercut your bottom line in terms of profits potentially and actively goes 
on social media or just raises their voice about this, I can see why they're pissed off. If I owned the NBA, theoretically, I'd be fucking pissed. But I don't. I'm a citizen of, you know, I'm Canadian. But just looking at it, like, I agree with everything Maury says. And the people that have come out and defended the NBA who don't have, like, direct ties to the NBA makes absolutely no sense to me. Even if you have direct ties to the NBA, you know it has to be wrong. That's the thing. I mean, if, if, if the league knows that what is happening to people in Hong Kong and the oppression that those people are, are under threat of or what the last 70 years of communist dictatorship rule has been in China, the idea that you would anyway stand lock, stock and barrel with the Chinese communists and the gangsterism that they're engaged in is, uh, is just, it's morally bankrupt is what it is. You know, I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess I can, you can only understand in the crudest sense why you would allow a material gain to override the cause of the world, which is liberty and democracy and, uh, you know, freedom of speech. Uh, I, I feel very strongly about this. Daryl Morey shouldn't have given an inch. And if the Rockets wanted to fire him, so be it. And if the league wanted to fire him, uh, fi- wanted to punish the Rockets if they wouldn't, so be it. The, you know, the Rockets are on the side of the Angels here. Or sorry, Maury's on the side of the Angels. And as are the protesters. you got to take a st- Sometimes in this world, you got to do what you think is right and say to heck with the consequences. And this is one of those circumstances in which you have a question between a moral good and a moral, a moral evil, which is what the Chinese communist regime is. And uh, it's unfortunate to see some people taking the side of the communists. Well, it, it's funny. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, basketball. And basketball has been a really good export for globalism uh, for the United States around the world. Mm-hmm. It's something that translates to a lot of different places because a lot of people like basketball and everything. But, like, when we think about China and the way that it's set up, China's weirdly set up like the NFL is set up, which is the most American thing possible. Uh, it just, the way, like, basically, the NFL is structured like a socialist authoritarian government you have profit sharing you have a salary cap you have all this stuff but it is run by 32 plus one person in roger goodell uh and they basically just put the boot put their boots down on the necks of their employees and force them in just the worst actual working conditions and now the difference between you know slave labor and stuff that happens in the nfl but it doesn't feel like the people in the nfl get paid their actual right either for the product that they're generating that on a little miniature scale that the nfl would be sort of lockstep with this i'm actually shocked to see the nba take this but that money is just worth so much to them clearly i mean clearly it's worth their soul right it's worth their uh, their brand like the nba's brand in the last 24 40 hours has been significantly tarnished Adam Silver has faced the biggest crisis of his commissionership and has failed tremendously. Uh, I mean, this, this uh, ruins in some ways his reputation too. I mean, the league has been building this brand on social progress and about, uh, you know, people speaking out for rights and for democracy and for, and you know, for, for human progress. And then in one fell swoop, they say, you know what, when the rubber meets the road, we care more about the money we're getting from China than we do about things like human rights. Now, so the, you the mean, mean, very bad spot now. Uh, potentially so. I don't think it's going to affect the popularity of basketball in America. If you like the NBA, you're going to continue to like the NBA. So if I'm Adam Silver and I'm thinking about it, and I know that I'm getting pressure from the owners that I represent to say, shut this fucking guy down. We want this money because this is what we do. We're billionaires. We love money. I get why he's doing it. And if I was the commissioner, I'd probably do the same thing. If I were the commissioner, I would speak, uh, I would have to be at perfect liberty to speak 
what I think was right or wrong. Yeah, but you league. you don't are have we, that liberty when you are the commissioner of a fire me then. sports league. And I would say, then you have to fire me. I am not going to stand there and in any way be a mouthpiece for or defend what the Chinese are doing and uh, or, or or the the Chinese regime to say, oh, well, we're upset about the feelings that we've hurt in China. That you know that the Politburo uh, is upset. In other words, no. Like I'm sorry. Like. China's last 70 years is a history of mass murder, repression, slave labor. They continue to do so in China. The idea that you should be upset about saying negative things about the Chinese government, uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't hold water. It is not a regime you should be going to bat for and putting your credibility on the line. Uh, I don't care how much money it is, right? I mean, I, you know, the, the scripture said, you know, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? That's the situation we're in right now. It's a very. Do you think this goes past next week, or will this be one of these things that was big for? Probably not. For a week, and then everyone just kind of forgets about it. It all gets swept no. underneath the rug. It feels like that's where this is heading. That's why I actually no. want to talk about it now and not save it for anything else. Nothing stays in the news cycle for longer than two or three weeks. Uh, so no, I, I doubt very much. The only way that it could is if certain pl if the players get asked about it and they resuscitate it by speaking their mind. Uh, and one way or the other. And, but as soon as people just stop asking questions about it and it goes away and the league gets into full swing, yeah, I, I think it'll die down. It, it won't be forgotten. People will remember that the NBA chose to take the, a stand on the wrong side of things rather than the right side of things. Uh, and the next time the league does stand up for a social value or for social progress, they will be justifiably criticized by people who say, yeah, but you know, you're not afraid to you know, sell out the concept of freedom of speech or democracy for, for the, for, for money in China. I mean that, but as, as like a big story, yeah, I, I think three, four weeks from now, it's, it's probably back page news. Do you think that any of the players will chime in? Because I think it hurts to chime in right now. Like if you're LeBron or something like that, maybe you don't even need to be on the tier of LeBron. Maybe you can be, I don't know, DeMar DeRozan probably too little somewhere in between those two players in terms of stature that you're hurting your bottom line if you're doing this and if there's one thing that we've seen just i mean the younger the people get the way the generations have gone uh and even within the nba you talk about how like individualism is really big out there and there's a lot of personal branding that goes mm -hmm. on i don't know if people like taking a stance against trump is one thing because Amongst the circles of people who will buy stuff and really enjoy the NBA, that's going to go over really well. I, I'm really curious to see. I, I was actually stunned to see so many people take the Chinese side of this, not just the NBA, being like, "Well, da 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 da." Like, I, I thought this would be like a hundred percent approval rating on Daryl Morey's side, and it, it wasn't that way. I just found that really surprising. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't find very much surprising anymore. That I think it would take a very brave player to stand up and say, particularly if I were a player on the Rockets, I, I feel like it were me. I don't think I would care what the financial consequences were. I think I would be motivated by my sense of right and wrong to say, you know what? Daryl's right. And I'm with him. Uh, let the chips fall where they may. But I mean, I think that's a very, very tough thing to do. And it takes a heck of a lot of courage to do it. And you are making a sacrifice likely to do it. But like I said, sometimes in this life, you got to make the decision on what you think is right or wrong, and you can't think about the consequences. Well, uh, I, you, I, I, you, you can say that, but uh, you... Yes, I, if, I know if, it's if, hard. If, if, but if it was you, you you lose a lot less than someone like James Harden, who's due $200 oh, million, dollars, where I if know. I just keep my mouth shut, myself, my kids, my grandkids, 
20 generations down the line are all set up. And maybe it just it put, would put unneeded pressure on him. Not that they could take away his money. They're fully guaranteed contracts. But he could just make his life a living hell, and I just don't think that he wants that. Or like, I, know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that really anyone hard. would want it. And really, speaking out against it, what does it really do for the player? What, what, what needle does this move? But I mean, that is, has, that, has this not been the story of great athletes throughout history who take a stand in contrast to their economic self-interest, uh, and then history proves them correct. I mean, I, I think you can think of any, any number of examples throughout sporting history where well, people have done. I remember when we did a an unreleased show that we did. We did it with Erdman. We talked about Muhammad Ali as the greatest sure. boxer of all time. If he doesn't protest and end up going to jail, and he's just a guy with the exact same record who boxes, and he's like a loud mouth, and he speaks out, he's funny, he's gregarious, you put him on TV, he's hilarious, he would not be considered the best boxer of all time. Of course not. No, he, the greatest sportsman of all time. No, of course not, because he mixed, you know, raw and unmatched talent with, uh, you know, political views and, you know, uh, you know, social commentary. I mean, those two things, when you put them together, can be incredibly potent. But they also came but, at great. We remember him now that way. But living through it all must have been hell. I'm, oh, it was hell. I mean, if you read the stories of what his life was like, yeah, it was. It was incredibly tough. I mean, it, it, but. In the end, he did what he thought was right. And the reason that we remember Muhammad Ali is because it was really hard to do that. It was exceptional. And so, you know, I, I don't expect or I would never expect or demand uh, a player make any particular decision. That, that they're f completely free to say what they want, not say what they want, uh, and make their own value judgments. Uh, I, I, I have no judgment on that. But I have my own sense of what I think is right and wrong. And I know that I could not simply be a mouthpiece for for oppression and against the cause of democracy. As I said, I think the cause of Hong Kong is the cause of the world. I just don't see what actively getting involved with it as a player would benefit. Well, I, don't I think I would, if I were a player on the Rockets, I've sort of been already entered into this drama because my team is. And then you know, I feel like I may be asked to take a position. And maybe I wouldn't actively enter it on my own, but were I asked the question, uh, I don't think I could just stand back and say no comment. I think that would be really tough for me. Maybe, and maybe this is very personal to you. I'm trying to think of it from how I would approach this if it was me, and I had that much money on the line. I wouldn't want to be hassled. If I knew that me coming out against it would benefit the pro-democracy in Hong Kong and actually lead to something, then yes, I would do it. But I know whatever I say doesn't really make a difference, and all it does is bring unnecessary heat on myself. No, but I've got to be able to sleep at night too, right? In the end, sure, uh, you but, know, but you're not, but nothing actually happens. You just want to be on the right side, but what you say actually doesn't matter. But it does matter internally too. Like it matters the way you see yourself, understand yourself, and how your character. Yeah, but, gets you, but you will, you would still feel that way whether you said anything would or I nothing. Would I feel the same way if at the opportunity I balked? I don't know. I don't know that I would. But you, but you would still feel that way. Like whatever your beliefs are, your beliefs would continue. Sure, to but be. I would feel whether like you, when whether I'm... you made them public or not really shouldn't make a difference because it actually wouldn't make a difference. No, but I'm sure that when the opportunity to be tested on them came about and I took a pass, that's tough. I mean, character is built. What is the line from uh, the 1980 Olympics? That great uh, character, great moments are built from great opportunities. And that's kind of what this could be. I actually, and I do think actually, considering that in the United States, there is significant from the both the right and the left politically, a lot of support for the 
anti-Hong Kong position, for the pro-Hong Kong position, and for the for criticism of the NBA. I, I do think, in a Craven sense, there is actually quite a bit to be gained from uh, from the other side for actually taking a strong and bold stand. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you there, but I don't think that an NBA player is one who stands to gain from that. But I mean, it's one thing that Ted Cruz and Elizabeth Warren both agree on. Like, I am sure this is such a free layup for Trump. I don't know where he is on this. Well, who knows? He doesn't know where he is on it, right? It depends on whether he thinks it'll affect a trade deal that he has. He he can't. I mean, he's like Jello, right? You nail him to a wall, and he just you can't. So who knows what his position is? But you know, I I think you know you have seen from from social leaders on both sides that the NBA has come up short. Uh, and the NBA will, will likely, like we said earlier, will get away with it because the news cycle moves on. But this needs to be remembered that they, in the end, put money ahead of everything else. So when the league in the future wants to pull a stance about uh, and you know stand strong on a social issue, say this is really important to who we are, they they will not be able to do that as strongly as they used to. There will be a massive counter argument to them now that they will not be able to so easily rebuff. I, I think they by taking this stance they gambled with the image of the league in a lot of ways. They gamble with the image of the league, but they know that the biggest market that they can get into for profits purposes is sure. China. And, and if that's just, all you care about, but they, then, they okay. are a business. Of course, that's all they care about. Well, no, but we, we, what, what, sort of, what sort of ethical corporations are out there being like, oh, well, I mean, they have great values. Well, I mean, you don't have to have great values, but you know what? We, you know, we live in an era where socially responsible business or more socially responsible is becoming the norm and not the exception. So, and it, with, it, so let's and, say you do business with China at all. Are you just thrown in the lump then too? No, I don't think so. I mean, we live in a world where there's global trade and that has to happen. But it's when you have built yourself on a model of social progress and people being free to speak their minds, and when it is really tested, you back down from that position and you essentially say, all I actually care about is money then at least it exposes you for what you are, which is just a money-making institution, that you're not there to do anything else, evidently, perhaps. I don't know. Was any, was it, but was anyone going to the NBA and be like, you know what, social progress is really doing well, and it's mainly because of the NBA? No. No, but I don't think you have to put it that way for, for the NBA to say that they were doing their part in trying to no, I, I think that the nba was getting currency off that but it was very sure. clear they have one purpose make money well i'm not so sure that was clear until uh this week how is that I, not I, clear I, every professional sports league that is the only thing they care about you can see it when okay just look at like these cba see, I, look at these cba agreements with all of the sports all it is is the owners just trying to rook the players out of money that's it i, I think you put that too strongly I, I think there's more going on than just that but that notwithstanding, I mean, I, I don't know where else we can go here. I mean, I the, the preseason games take place and the NBA bow down, essentially. And I don't know. Will there be protests when people come back uh, to the United States? I don't know no, either. No, none of that's going to happen. It's like I heard yeah, someone well, say that there's going to be protests in China over the NBA. Uh, I think that would get shut down pretty quickly. So one well, of the things, yeah, one of the things exactly. that I wanted to kind of bring, protest in China. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> so that, that that's way off base. Uh, but when I was talking to our friend and he was talking about, it, he said a lot of this. He's 
He said the biggest thing of why this probably got blown out of proportion, at least why the Chinese came back on it so strongly, is that when they apologized, uh, the NBA itself, not Maury, but the NBA, that it wasn't strong enough that he's just talking about business and Chinese culture and losing face, that they the Chinese felt like they lost face with the apology. It wasn't good enough or it wasn't done enough. And that's why it ended up becoming a much bigger deal, because it really could have been swept under the rug. I thought that was really interesting. I think that is interesting. And I think that's probably a very well put way that the Chinese government saw it, that you didn't kneel down enough. You didn't prostrate yourself enough uh, well, for it, it, well, that is was... the classic. That's the classic move of dictators and, uh, and autocrats to talk like that. So I, I think I think our friend did does analyze that situation quite well. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, I, the same, a lot of the same thing goes uh, involved in like Japanese culture as well when you're doing business, that you, know, you have to make it right with people or at least yeah, make, make the attempt the to Japanese make it right. And they didn't do that. Sure. If they had just, but the thing is, I don't think China would have made as big a deal of it uh, if the NBA had just kind of understood culturally what they were actually dealing with. Yeah, okay, but this is not uh, you know, social grace that has been offended. What is going on here is someone speaking out about riot, about protests for democracy in a country that is antithetical to the concept of democracy. Yeah, but if, but if the biggest thing that you want to do is make sure this goes away and no one talks about it, you you fuck that up completely. And like you you went out and you apologized for it anyway. You just didn't do it right. And if you oh, were to do I, it right, no one would have cared. Oh, I, I agree with that. I think if the NBA was going to decide to simply, uh, you know, take the side of the Chinese government, they should have just gone all the way with it. I, I, I don't, I, I, I have no disagreement with you on that. Be, but they knew that they couldn't because if they came out too strongly in favor of the Chinese government, the response in North America would have been strong, like very, very strong. So, I mean, they were trying to fight, I mean, the, the fans in China and the Chinese market, and I mean, I feel great sympathy for the fans in China who are not members of the government who just want to watch yeah, basketball. Boy, but everyone's a part of the party. Well, I, I, I feel bad for the average Chinese citizen who just wants to watch basketball and ha and holds no quarter for this regime one way or the other. Uh, and they're caught, but it's a tough spot. And this is why, again, why I hate when sports and politics intersect because so little good can come from it. Most yeah, but, of the time. But but this is like, because a lot of people, when they were telling you, the ESPN has the entire thing where, you know, let's keep it separate now. But and a lot of that had to do with Kaepernick. But this is completely different than like a Kaepernick situation. Oh, sure. Because this involves like world governments. Yeah, of course. No, this is a global scale. So but the, the other thing that I found interesting after talking to, uh, to our friend was that the average Chinese citizen at least from what he can tell and you know he there he's very close to it he's like just as not hong kong is so off the radar about anything they care about like it's just a non-thing to them like they're just like whatever like let them well yeah you've got a lot of people who are just trying to live their lives i yeah. don't doubt that yeah like it's not like it's not like their democracy protests are affecting the lives or even the people who live on mainland china just don't seem to care it's a it's all at the very top of the government type of thing but he also mentioned that the chinese government doesn't want another tiananmen square on their hands and that they actually have a separate unit for protesters to deal with once they decide to go basically wipe them out i don't doubt that either that's better I mean, op that's better optically uh from from a photography standpoint yeah, Tiananmen Square in 2019 could not happen. The world actually, I don't think, could abide it in 2019. No, but <laughs> it's it's not surprising to know that the Chinese have an entire unit, a military unit dedicated to 
making taking out protesters and killing them all look not so bad. What a great regime uh, the NBA is backing here. Yeah, and that that's that's really really nice. That's really uh, that's really who you want to be doing so much business with that you've uh, you've put yourself in a position where you have to take that stance. That's, but again, that's but really- again it, it's also not just the NBA. Like the entire no, it's not. The it's entire not- world does business with China. It's not just the NBA. I agree. They're they're by no means. But when you have an opportunity, when you have an opportunity just to say nothing and just let a GM speak his mind, which he is free to do because he lives in a country that values freedom of speech, uh, you don't need to crack down on him for it and then say, "Well, we respect freedom of speech, but we actually don't." Uh, either fire him, make the and then and make yourself clear, or you know you don't have to respond. Like they, I don't know. It's it's a really tough. It's really tough. But I mean, I think there is a there is real clarity on this issue about right and wrong, and I don't know. I, I think if you're you're taking the side of wrong, you have to do a lot of like mental gymnastics to get yourself to be okay with that position. Where if you're taking the side of right, you can sleep easily at night. And sometimes that's what matters most in this world. Tell me, Tim, your free money teaser again. My free money teaser for this week is the New England Patriots the New York Jets, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Tennessee Titans, and the Los Angeles Chargers. It's a six and a half point teaser. All right. So if you out there want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, what you need to do is smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your favorite spread of the week. Same thing you do if you do the audio podcast uh, review, five stars, something nice about the show. DraftKings handle winners announced on Mondays. The cheat sheet will be up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME. And I'll be back on Friday with Chris Meany recapping the week. I want to say thanks to Jeff Feinberg. You can follow him at Twitter at gfeinberg17 and always the coin and Tim and August. Tim and August. That's not my name. Heard of us? No, you didn't. Yeah, of course you can follow me at the PME wherever social media exists at the PME is owned. By Pat Mayo. I want to thank you all for watching. Remember to leave the time codes, the parts that you like at the bottom, because that goes a long way in helping me keep everything going for the rest of the season. We have best ofs and we're not around during Christmas time that we'll have new content to find, well, at least repurposed content, but good content to put out. Content that people like. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com